their uh, it was miracle after miracle performed, deaf, dumb, blind, lame, and everything. A man came up on a platform totally blind, received his sight, following me all around, circling around through the platform, down the aisle like that. And another man came up blind, received his sight. There were well, some three or four young women and young girls and little children that were just as cross-eyed, hideously cross-eyed, and were healed right there, and two doctors standing there, right one, both of them right to my right side, checking it, watching it, and checking the patients and so forth, and come to the microphone and testify that it was perfectly. That was medical doctor, one specialist in San Francisco, California. So, God is God. <laughs> He's still the great I am. Not the I was, I am now, present tense. And He's always here to heal to those who believe. But only those who believe are the only ones that's going to be healed. Regardless, you've got to believe. If you would, uh, God might permit you right here this afternoon to get up and be crippled and you walk around on this platform, you could walk off and doubt that belief in your heart, your condition will come right back to you again. And if you walk off and don't serve Him, a worse thing will come back to you again. That's right. You must serve God reverently all your life, believing Him with all your heart. And now, being, we got plenty of time this afternoon because we're going to pray for everybody in the building this afternoon. Because we've got time to do it, and then before leaving, I want to pray for everyone before leaving Phoenix. And I won't talk to you very much because I want to put the time in. You've got good preachers here, and you've got a fine bunch of ministers, and they preach, and I'm not a preacher in the first place. So you can, these ministers can speak to you, they did this morning in their services. And uh, how many attended church this morning? Let's see your hands. All over the building. Well, that's fine. And how many intended to attend tonight? Let's see your hands. All over the building. Go to go to church tonight. That's fine. That's about one third of you. I didn't. I hope you do tonight. <laughs> I hope you go to church tonight. Go somewhere to church. Don't never miss going to church on Sunday. And uh, for the prayer meeting, the new people who have little churches here who are struggling, my advice would be for you to stand at your post of duty just as loyal as you can to the cause of Christ and back up your minister and everything that's at that's going on and for the cause of Christ. And do that, and God will bless you. The only way that you can respect God is to respect one another. Is that right? If you want somebody to say something good about you, you say something good about somebody else. They'll say something good about you. Cast your bread upon the water, it will return to you. As the brother said in Canada the other day, he said, yes, Brother Brandon, butter. <laughs> so that's about right. You see, if you just cast it up on the water, it will return butter to <laughs> That's the way it comes back. So you do, you do unto others that are doing to you. So that's a good um, thing to live by. Now, I want to take just a little of time to explain to you a few things that's very essential. And some of the things that I think that hinders our services many places is because of the lack of time of staying. Uh, I don't get to stay long enough in the place. Maybe two days, three days, or something like that. The meeting should stay 30 days. That sounds like a long time. But I've noticed this, that every day that I stay, the next day it's a larger crowd, it's new enthusiasm, and each day just builds and builds and builds. And then the healing result is, oh, there's no comparison to the difference. Now, just like in our meeting here at Phoenix, we have one Sunday, the devil gets a chance to slip the minds over before we can get back again next Sunday. 
That's right. You've got to take the thing and hit it and just keep driving it. You can't tap a nail and then walk one off and let the kids play with it around a while and then come back next time and tap it again. You've got to drive that nail right on home like that, anchor down into the woods. Well, that's the way it is with faith. You've got to get it anchored in the people. They'll run in here one Sunday, just a few moments. They're restless. I'm going to go get prayed for. They'll rush to a prayer line, not even knowing what they're coming to about. The next week, get around some critics. Say, oh, there's nothing to that. I know Jim Jones' wife has prayed for. It didn't help her a bit. That's right. It wasn't for Jim Jones' wife. It's for you who believe. That's for believers. It's only for believers. And remember, if you do not have faith, it will not do you any good. Now, in the first place, this gift was not given to do the work that I'm doing with it now in these auditory meetings. That's not God's divine plan for doing it. The divine plan for God is, if I had the opportunity to stay a few weeks here to explain it all, it comes by revelation. At nighttime, daytime, when I meet this angel, he'll send me to a place. He'll say, you go to a place I've never seen it before. Let me give you an illustration of something like it, and you might understand you uh, go into a place, just as natural as I'm standing here. Maybe there's a lady meeting at the door. She has on a red sweater. And in the yard, there lays an old hole laying. I noticed that to come in the gate. And there's a Bible laying on the, on the washstand. And there's somebody laying in a bed crippled. Well, now, I go to that house. By and by, I find a place. And when I go to that house, I see the hole in the yard. Yes, the lady with a red sweater on meets at the door. I go in, but the Bible's not laying on the washstand. It's laying on a desk. Now, I cannot say, thus saith the Lord, I can't tell them, until somebody picks up that Bible and puts it over here on the washstand, not knowing what they're doing. Then you can stand and say, thus saith the Lord. And this one comes to me, Brother Branham, am I going to get well? I, I, I trust you will, sister. This, this one comes to me, what about this? And we hear my uncle, my, uh, over, why does this run you wild? If you let that keep on your mind all the time, why well, you'd soon be in mental case, you see? Not, it would take a few hours to do it. Well, then, I don't know about that. But in these auditorium meetings, the reason that we permit them, there is a great amount of people. Now, this angel very seldom stands until it's some case, but I'm noticed when he sends me to a case, there's more glory received of God there if you had 15 auditorium meetings. That's right. Because you go with thus saith the Lord. And there it happens. Listen, we got plenty of time. I want to tell you just the one case so that you would understand. Just recently taking place, I'll give you the name of the people so you can write it. I was at my mother's house. And this happens quite often. And I was praying in the room. I wasn't going at home. Because I want to be alone there. It just felt like I want to be alone. Just a burden on my heart to pray. Did any of you ever feel that way? And I just started praying. And I went uh, lying down across the bed. And um, I went to sleep. And I woke up. It must have been about 2 o'clock in the morning. And I still had that burden. I started praying again. And I knelt down on the floor to pray. I looked over in a corner like that. And we're very poor people, and we had a mother who does her washing and brings them in, puts on a chair. I don't know whether you women ever do that or not, but pile them up on a chair and it's piled up in the corner. And I thought, well, poor old mother, there's her washing. I've seen a big white something there in the corner. I said, well, and I hadn't noticed that washing. I hadn't noticed it before, but it looked like that washing was moving up in the air like this. Well, I thought, just the room dark, I rubbed my eyes. I noticed then 
Either I was going to that washing or that washing was coming to me. A white looking. Come to find out it wasn't a washing in the room. It was a white misty cloud down the corner. And here it was coming to me. I remember, when I testify this before you people, I'm going to have to answer for that word of the judgment someday. Now I know there's streets of fanaticism. God bless your heart, brother, I'm finding plenty of it. That's right. A pure fanaticism. And it's only the works of the devil to hinder everything he can against God. That's right. And this come right up. Moved right up to me. And I went into the cloud or, or something. I don't know what's taking place. But when I was going to it, I found out that I was going to a little white house. Setting in a little long three-room house or two-room house. I made in what we call the shotgun house, kind of a little straight house. Now I entered the front door, and what I did, I looked to, to my left, it was, and there sat a red duopole chair. There was an old mother sitting in there, a crying. Over to my right was the duopole itself, and a young man was sitting there with blonde, wavy hair. There was a black-headed woman leaning against the door that went out into the kitchen, or the other room, a crying, and looked over here at the bed, a little iron poster bed, and one of the hideous sights I ever seen in my life, a little boy was laying there with a blue corduroy overalls on, and one of his little legs had been twisted just like that, so it was wound against his little hip, and the left one was twisted like that, and each arm was twisted vice versa against his side, and something had been laying on his little chest here, and his little body was twisted up like that. Oh, it was a, and his father, a tall, dark-looking man, was standing crying over his baby. Well, I said, isn't that strange? I was the mother's just, just as, friends, it's not, you're not dreaming. It's not you're having a nightmare. It's just as much reality as I know I'm standing here at Phoenix, Arizona, in this auditorium. More so. And uh, I thought, well, now, that is strange. And I started to turn it always to my right. And when I turned towards the right, standing there stood the angel of the Lord. But that man had come to me. Who he is, I remember, you get this. When Brother Brandon leaves, don't, I don't know what his name is. He's never told me. He's a large man. He's way over 200 pounds, I guess, in human weight. He wears a white robe, he's got dark hair, and he stands just like this. He was standing to my right. And he said, can that baby live? And I said, I, I, sir, I know not. He said, you pray for it. The father brought it to me, and I laid my hands up on it like this and prayed for it. It dropped out of his father's arms, and it hit on one of those little crooked legs. And when it hit on that little leg, it just went to unwinding. First leg unwound. It made another step, and another leg unwound, the left leg. And it got into the corner, and it made its next step, and his little body unwound. It come walking back to me and put his little hands up in mine. said, Brother Branham, I'm perfectly whole. And I said, well, praise the Lord. And then this angel walked to my right again, and he picked me up. And I sat down on a little old country road. And standing there, he said, he showed me a graveyard. He said, take the numbers off of this. And I did. He set me down next, and I was at a little place where there was just a little gasoline station in the store, this yellow front store. And there was an old man walked out with a pair of blue corduroy overhauls, or blue overhauls with a yellow corduroy cap and a white mustache. He said, he'll show you the way. Then he'd take me into a house this way, turning to, from the north coming south. And when I walked in there, there was a, I walked in, there's an old stove sitting there, old wood burner, what they call chunk stove. I don't think you have them here in Arizona. How many know what a chunk stove is? 
Are you from Arkansas? <laughs> That's where they have playing <laughs> How many Arkansas years were here like uh, Arkansas? Uh, all right. And they had a sign. They that sign down now in a modern home to put a pinup girl. I'd rather have the old sign, God bless our home with you. That's right. And then I noticed in a, a big brass bed over to my left lay is either a girl or a boy. It had a mannish look to its face. But I thought it had long hair, had a heart-shaped lip like a woman, and its right hand was like this, and the left leg was twisted and toes, twisted sideways. And he, I thought, well, isn't that strange? I thought, is that a man or a woman? And I was looking, and I heard something speak to me, and I looked down here, and there stood this angel. said, now you go and pray and put your hands like this, both straight right across the stomach of this person. Well, I thought it must have been a girl, or a boy, and you know, because if it was a girl, it's a young lady. He told me to put my hands across the stomach of the person. Well, I dared him not to do what he could say to me. And I put my hands up on the stomach of the person, and I prayed. And when I did, I heard a little voice say, Praise the Lord. And I looked, and I seen that crippled hand straighten out, this leg come back to its normal condition. I seen it raised up, and when it was, her, the pajama leg come up high, and it showed the round knee like a girl's, you know, how a man's knee is, kind of bony-like. Well, the, the girl's knee was round. Now, see, it was like that on her, when her pajama leg raised up, and she was perfectly made well. And about that time, I heard the people saying, oh, thank God. Well, I thought, isn't that strange? I heard somebody her, oh, brother Branham. Oh, brother Branham. And I thought, oh, brother Branham. I, I was coming to myself in the room. I stand right in the middle of the floor. I hadn't been nowhere, but it looked like it, right in the floor. There was someone coming at the door, and I said, Yes, come in. Somebody, he opened the door and come in. He said, uh, What's the matter? And I said, He was crying. He said, Brother Brandon, do you remember me? And I said, No, sir, I don't. And he said, My name is John Emil. He said, About four years ago, you baptized me and my family. And said, During the time of the war, up here at the powder plane, you, I said, I remember you now. You killed a man, didn't you? He said, yes, right. He was in a fist and broke his neck in a fight. And said, and I, I ran away and says, I backslid. And said, last year, my little boy died with pneumonia. Said, I got a little boy left. And Dr. Bruner of our city says he's dying now with pneumonia. And I said, is that right? He said, yes. said, would you pray for him? I said, yes, sir. He said, well, I'm going down to get Grim Snelling. He's my associate pastor now at the Brand Tabernacle. Did you ever tell he said, I'm, that was his cousin. He said, I'm going to get uh, Brother Grimm to come go with us. And he said, uh, the baby said, do you know where I live? And I said, no, sir. He said, I live about four miles above Utica, Indiana, and Utica is seven miles from Jeffersonville. I said, all right, I'll go. He said, well, don't get your car. I'll take you in my car. And I said, all right. And as soon as he went out, Mother called me. She said, honey, what was the matter? That man just kept shaking and calling, shaking the door. And I said, Mother, I, something's happened. I said, I, I was in a vision. She said, oh, where are you? And I said, she said, is it anything good? And I said, yes, the man's little boy is going to be healed. And uh, so just a few moments, he returned. And I got in the car, and we started up to the Navy Yard. And I, so going up the road, he said, uh, I said, uh, Mr. Emil, uh, I guess it's awfully hard on you being back today. And I said, yes, Brother Brands, I'm ashamed of myself. I seem ashamed to come at you. He said, the baby's been sick for about two weeks. He said, I was ashamed to come at you. He said, and Dr. Bruner said he was going to die. He said, he left us about 2 o'clock. He's then about 4, 4.30. He 
He said, he said he was going to die, so there wasn't nothing to do but come and take the last thing I knew to. I said, Mr. Raymond, <clears throat> you said you lived above Utica? He said, yes, sir. And I said, uh, uh, you live in a little white house, don't you? He said, yes, sir. And I said, the front door faces the south of it? He said, yes, sir. I said, you have a red duo boy in that house, don't you? He said, yes, sir. And I said, you have red base boards around the side, like this tongue made out of tongue and grooves. I said, yes. And I said, your baby's about, I'd say about three years old, it's wire blue, corduroy. He said, was you ever up there? And I said, uh, not in, in the way that you would think I was. He said, well, Brother Brandon, I said, and uh, the baby's just barely breathing, isn't it? He said, it is. Well, I said, thus saith the Lord, your baby is going to live. He said, Brother Brandon? And I said, well, he said, how? Well, you never was in my house? I said, I was there just a few moments ago. He said, well, I never see you, Brother Brandon. I said, no, I was, it was a vision with Brother Brandon. And he said, I said, but don't worry, your baby will live. He just pulled up the brakes on this old Model T Ford he had, threw his arms around, one around the Brother Grin and one around myself. And I never heard a man cry and repent so in my life. He said, God, I'm ashamed of myself. He said, I'll never, never go back on you again if you just forgive me. And there he gave his heart back to Christ there. Uh, uh, and we were there about 15 minutes. And he was crying. He felt that God had forgiven him. He went up, walked into the house. And as soon as I walk in, I see the mother. I hear where you can always speak out of turn. Ben and I brought this case. It's where I almost missed and caused something to happen. You have to watch what you're doing. And uh, uh, I walked into the room, and there lay the little baby laying there. There was a baseboard. There was a beautiful chair, a beautiful. And the man that was with me was Brother Grace. He was in no hurry. He wasn't in a hurry. Not God. And I said, bring me the baby now if you got faith. And the mother, the baby just barely living. The only way you could tell was hold a little piece of fine paper to his nose to see if there's breath coming and going from his nose. That's how bad it was. Well, I seen that twisting of his body was a pneumonia. It was just dead, practically, all the way up to here. And that's the only place it was breathing. That's what that sign was of the twisting. I said, bring it here. And they brought it over there. And smile. And I prayed for it. If anything, it got worse. His little eyes set. His tongue came out. His little head went back. Well, I thought, wait. There's something wrong. I have never in my life seen that failure because that, that's just as true as the Bible. God has already spoken something. There's no way you can doubt that. You don't have to ask the person if you've got faith that's already pronounced for Almighty God. It's going to happen. And I thought there was something wrong and I have to think while there's one person who wasn't in the house and nothing was in order. This old mother, there was nobody there with them glasses on. Where was she at? Well, I thought, well, now that's... And they took a little baby over there and it was choking like... And the mother run over to it, and the father, and they began to work with it and put this stuff over its nose and things. And they both got the screen and left the baby alone. Brother Grimm started working with it. So just like past, I just blew his experience, little body is made stiff like that. Strong, already lungs was congested. It was even swollen up, just pushed through his little ribs like that where the lungs were so swollen in the little thing. And that's where it was laying. And uh, I, I thought, oh my, something. I know that mother wasn't there. Then I knew that I had... That I had missed failed God. Well, they worked with that baby from then until it got daylight, the sun came up. I never spoke one more word. I couldn't speak a word. I couldn't tell him. But I've seen him do it before. I've seen everything. So then it got time, and Brother Snelling had to go to work. And so Mr. Emil was going to take him back home. He said, Brother Brandon, do you wish to go? And I said, No, sir, I'll just stay here. And I thought, Oh, God, I was praying, Forgive me. 
forgetting. That's you remember two or three Sundays ago standing here on the pulpit when I done something. That's the only thing. Oh, it's I. I look at you, man. Again, I try to listen to what somebody says instead of waiting to see what God says. You pray for me. That's what I need your prayer. I'm just opening up my heart to you here today, because maybe the last time we'll ever meet in life. And then I turned around, and I, I didn't know what to do. And he said, to, well, you want to ride down with us, Brother Brandon? I said, no, I'll wait here. I knew that if God would hear my prayer and forgive me, there was a chance for the baby, but yet I'm, every, nothing was lined up right. And now that might not seem very much to you, but in the sight of God, it means everything. It's got to be right to the God. That's right. And I, I, he said, well, Brother Sonny said, well, I've got to go because I've got to go to work. He's driving a tractor at Colgate down at the Palmyra Feet Company there. So he, uh, he uh, got on his coat, and I thought, oh, my, if he leaves, I may have to sit here two or three days that he comes back. Because I knew he was the man that had the blonde curly hair was in the vision. Well, you don't know how I thought, and you'll never know until we meet judgment. At the day when I'll have to answer for these words that I'm saying going through this microphone. And I, I sat down on the vehicle and the sun was coming up. It's awful cold. It's wintertime. And I was sitting there and Brother Emil had on his coat, his big heavy cap, and, and Brother Snelling had on his coat, wrapped, and they were started to go out. And he, told, he was talking to his wife, Brother Emil was. And I was sitting at the window looking like this, down. And I happened to notice coming up the sidewalk, a little old path, a little dirt path around the house, and here comes the grandmother of the baby. She had on glasses. Oh, my. You don't know how you feel then. I thought, oh, if they just don't leave now. I thought, oh, God, how I thank you. And the woman always come to the front door. That's where they visit, coming through the front door. But that morning, my car was there, just her son-in-law's car. She had left sometime in the morning because the baby was so bad. And she had one home to get some sleep. And she'd come around to the back door. I couldn't say nothing. I just had to sit there and watch. And I watched. But you'll never know how I felt when I watched and seen that woman come over. I recognized it to be her. I'd never seen her before in my life. But I recognized it to be her. I'd seen her pass by like that. Go by and I thought, oh, God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And Brother Snelling was, was all ready to go. And she'd come in the kitchen door. And come to the middle door and knocked at the door. If she hadn't done that, the vision still wouldn't be complete. Her daughter went to the door to open the door and see who it was. It was her mother. And she said, how is the baby any better? And Miss Emil said, no, mother, no. And she just threw her head up like that to cry, like that, you know, put her head up against the wall. And that's just the way it was with the vision. Well, I was sitting on the duopole where Brother Snelling was supposed to be. I got up off the duopole, walked over like this, wondering what was going to take place. And I thought, she's got to be sitting in this red chair. And I just stood there a little bit, and I, I wondered, and Brother Snelling, he started crying, too, because he'd seen her crying. He just took off his hat and sat on the doable. I thought, oh, my. <laughs> just one more thing to happen. I looked all around to see where everything was, and I looked over, and the lady, she was old, she sat down on her little satchel she had, and she backed over here, sat down on the doable, took off them glasses, and began to wipe them, just exactly the way it was to be. Then... I could feel something standing near me. I knew he was there. And I said, Brother Emil? And he looked at me. I said, do you still have faith in me? He said, Brother Branham, I love you with all my heart. I said, I'm telling you now, I'm sorry for what I done a while ago. The vision wasn't complete. But now you've got to show that you still got faith in me. If you believe it, the baby was just as blue as it could be. And I said, if you still have faith in me, bring me the baby. 
maybe Levitation. I'm sorry for what I did a while ago. Forgive your servant and heal this baby in the name of Jesus Christ. And when I said that, the little baby threw his arms around his daddy and he said, Daddy, Daddy, all you talk about a screaming bunch in the house. And then, so they begin to run. I said, I put him back in the bed. It'll be three days before he's recovered because he made three steps to uh, uh, bring it out. I went back, reported to the church what had happened. And on the third day, I said, no, I won't hear no more about it. On the third day, go up there and see if he don't come across the floor and put his little hands in mine and say, Brother Branham, I'm perfectly whole. And so then you can about imagine how many went up to see it. <laughs> the whole entire church. There was cars all up and down the road. And I told no one to go. I had to go first to see for them. So they see it was coming from God. And they gathered around. I went up the door, knocked the door. The mother was back in the little kitchen. She come running through the house, and, and she opened the door, and she did. She said, oh, it's Brother Branham. Come in, Brother Branham. I said, look at the difference of him. He'd been drinking some chocolate milk and had one little mustache, you know, chocolate milk on him. And he'd come walking across the floor, and everyone was standing there looking through the window and everything. He walked. I just stood on the floor, never said a word. He walked over and put his little hands up to mine and said, Brother Branham, I'm perfectly cold. See? I began to tell about the rest of it. Two weeks later, I started out of my office, and usually we have a little little pigeonhole where we put our mail. But Herbert Scott, very fine man there, and he said, uh, he said, Brother Branham, he said, before you go down on my desk over here, I was on patrol, he said, on my desk is a letter laying for you. I said, I'll pick it up. And I started down the steps to go down into the main part of the office, as our local office is around the top. I started down, and seemingly something moved strangely about that letter. I walked over to the, le- to the place and picked up the letter. I looked on there and said, from I tore it open. I looked at it. And I said, well, I'll see. I looked on there and said, I'm Mrs. Harold Mayo. She said, Reverend Brandon, I've got an afflicted girl that's 16 years old. And said she's been afflicted for some time. And arthritis has set into this affliction. And said she just cries day and night. And said, I belong to the Methodist Church at... at um, uh, just, uh, I'll call the name of the place just in a minute. It's below Salem, Indiana. Is anybody here from here, Salem, Indiana? Uh, there's somebody back there. What part of Indiana are you from, sister? What part of Indiana? Salem. Salem, Indiana. My, you know Harold Nagel? You know Harold? There, fine. Now, this is the evidence now. How we got it right here. Fine. I want to see you when the service is over. That's, now, I'll tell you what. South Boston. You know where South Boston is? That's all right. Now we got the story lined up with evidence. The other day I was, I like the people to be near. All right. Now, I, I brought this letter down and said, I live in Salem, Indiana, or at the South Boston, Indiana, and said, our pastor come down and he, um, he told us we had a prayer meeting and somebody brought us a little book called Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. And said, we were reading that little book about healing, and something moved on my heart to send for you to come pray for this little girl. And it happened to be that when she gave what night it was, it was the same night the vision came to me. See? And I checked with that. I went home. I told the wife. I said, looky here. She said, yes. I said, oh, that's that vision, isn't it? I said, that's it. This prayer meeting that night at the church, I went over. I showed everybody wanted to go. And there were some people there by the name of Brace. Add Brace. I've looked for them many times. I, they might be in this meeting. Is Ad Brace here from Texas? Or anybody that knows them? They've come up there to be healed. Mrs. Brace. She's a two-birth case. 
And so they they wanted to go, and I said, now, first thing, where is South Boston? Somebody told me where it was at. Well, and I went down below New Albany. Do you know Hoosier back there? I went down below New Albany and went way down, and it was New Boston down there instead of South Boston. Well, I never heard of South Boston. I thought, well, now, now that's strange, isn't it? New Boston. Well, I come back up, and there's an old fisherman by the name of Wiseheart down the river. He told me that no South Boston way go up towards Salem, Indiana. So then I went up to Henryville to turn off. They told me to turn off in Henryville, and you know where that road is leading to Henryville, I guess. That was a muddy, muddy road. <laughs> and so I got back on that little old gravel road and kept going. And there was a little song that they they were Pentecost people, and they were teaching me a song about about. There are people almost everywhere whose hearts are all aflame. The fire that fell on Pentecost that cleansed and made them clean. Oh, it's burning now within my heart. Oh, glory to his name. So glad that I can say I'm one of them. You ever hear it? Well, they were trying to teach me that song. Now, there's something out there that said uh, something or another about the lame was made to walk and so forth like that. And I just thought that was fine. I said, come on, let's have that again. And we were singing going along like that. And all of a sudden, something just struck me that I almost was paralyzed. And I, I thought it was, I thought maybe I was sick, and I stopped the car. I dropped the top of a little hill. There's a church back over to my left. Well, I thought maybe it might be the end of the Lord. I'm passing the church. And I got out and went around behind the car. I had a little old Ford runabout. I put my foot up on the back there with the trunk. And I was standing there. I thought, well, what it is? And I have to look over to my left, and there was a graveyard. She had a piece of paper, and she brought over there, and we checked the names and numbers and tombstones, and that just exactly the place. I said, this is the road. We're on the right road now. I said, that was the angel of the Lord. It stopped me. I went right on by it, and I noticed it. See, you know how the Bunker Hill graveyard sets over? Now, I've never been in that country in my life. Know nothing about it. So I went on, just kept on going. I met a man standing by the side of a, a place where he was, a little filling station. He was rolling a cigarette, and I said, is this the way to South Boston? He said, yes, sir. Go straight ahead. I said, if you want somebody over there by the name of Harold Mayo? He said, yes, sir. All right. So I just went on. I kept on going. They said, now, I said, now, when I hit the place, the place South Boston, there'll be a man come out. He's got on a pair of blue overalls. He'll have a yellow corduroy cap on with a white mustache. I said, they'll come out of a little store that's got a yellow front in it. And so um, and she, this, uh, Mrs. Brace said, well, I, I just never seen anything like that, Brother Bram, so I don't know what I, I, I don't know what more I'll do. She said, when I think of them names back there, she couldn't get over it. She'd never seen anything like that. And so we went on, and I went down, and we come around some bins, and I got mixed up on a road there. And I said to the fellow, he said, well, you, you know how Indiana is? He jogged to your right and jogged to your left. And so I must have got the wrong job. So anyhow, uh, he said, go right on straight through this way. Another man said, said you, you'll hit South Boston. Just about four or five miles. I was driving on. We were talking. You know, after a while, I come into the little place. I passed it. I said, that's the place. There it is right there. Just a wide place in the road line, you know, a little country road there. I said, that's the place right there. That's the yellow storefront. Watch. We moved up a little bit farther. Out of the store stepped a man with his blue overalls on. Yellow corduroy cap and a white mustache. Miss Brace just toppled right over the car, fainted. <laughs> she didn't know. I said, there he is. That's the man. I said, now watch. He'll act real funny because it, the power of the Lord is so near to him. I drove up close and I said, sir, I said, you're to tell me where Harold Nail is. 
and the old fellow's lips begin to quiver and like that? He said, yes, sir. Said, you go right up here at this road and you turn down. It's the third house on the right-hand side where a big red barn sets up on the hill. And I said, uh-huh. He said, why? And I said, has he got a daughter that's pretty sick or something? He said, yes. I said, she's going to be healed. Great big tears get her rolled down all these poor old jeans. And we turned around and Brother Grace was talking to Sister Grace and rubbing her face with his hand. We turned around, went back up, went down the road, turned in to where the place was. There was a kind of a heavy-set lady, Mrs. Nail, came walking out of the house. And she said, I know you're Brother Branham by the look of your picture in the book. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, come in. We walked in. So they went walking up with me. We turned into the way it was. And when we all entered the door, I said, watch now, watch in the room. As soon as the entered the door, there was a big old chunk stove sitting there. There's a sign up, God bless our home. There was a, the big poster bed. There laid a girl in there, kind of a boyish look, rough looking. And her hand brought up with arthritis and her foot like that. And over to the paper was yellow and with the red figures in it. Mrs. Brace taking another thing down. Down she went again once she'd seen it and to see what had happened. Now, and then it seemed like something strange happened. It seemed like that my spirit or my being or something moved out. And I remember walking over and laying my hands on the stomach of that young girl. And I said, Thus says the Lord, sister, you're going to get well. And I began to pray. And when I began to pray, I heard something say, a little voice say, Praise the Lord. And that was her. She'd be crying day and night with that affliction. And when I noticed her hand was back normal, her foot was straight, and when she raised up, her pajama leg raised up high enough here to show her round knee, and when Mrs. Brace seen that, down she went again. So she toppled over the floor, and he said, Mother, Mother. The girl walked out of the room, come back in, dressed, combing her hair with that crippled hand and her crippled foot, and she lives in Salem, Indiana today. You happen to know her, sister? Uh, what, what's her name? Laura from Salem, Indiana. Do you know Mrs. Nagel? Do you know the girl in the cage? There's a witness. Now let's say praise the Lord, everybody. What you doing way out in this country? It's a fine place, isn't it? It really is. That's mighty fine. From Salem, Indiana. That's about just about 30 miles, 33 miles from my home, I guess. Salem, Indiana. Now, you see, now that's just one of the cases of God making his way to perform these things. I wonder if i got time to tell you one that's on my mind, like take me just a few minutes, wonder if we could do it. Do we say amen if you want to hear it? Does it bore you to talk of them? You want to hear it, say amen. That was in Little Rock, Arkansas. How many know G.H. Brown of Little Rock, Arkansas? Pastor G.H. Brown. Somebody back there in here? All right. Do you know him, do you? Now, you write to him for this testimony. And now this man, if you want to write for this testimony, see the lady back there, the first thing you want to do, and then write to Mrs. Harold Nagel at uh, South Boston, Indiana, or write to the other is Mr. John Emmel, Utica, Indiana, RFD2. And uh, if you want to write to this man for this testimony, he's going to tell you now, it's Reverend G.H. Brown, 505 Victor Street, Little Rock, Arkansas. And I'll try to make this just as quick as possible. Have a word of prayer when we start to pray. And how many here today to be prayed for? Let's see. Caroline's mostly. 
I always call it a mislicking that happens, something like that. It's a whole lot to do with the person's faith. But when he sends me to any place, friend, I, I don't care if the person has been in his grave dead for 50 years, they come up again. Because God's already spoken. It's got to be. And uh, Now, that's just as true, friends, as I stand here. The Bible said in the mouth of two or three witnesses that every word be established. Is that right? Now, you ask. Now, that's the way the gift is supposed to be working. Now, I want you to notice this. It wasn't my sincere prayer that brought this gift. Gifts are not brought by sincere prayer. Gifts are foreordained of God. They're ordained and sent. Here at the municipal bridge, sister, no doubt you know where the municipal bridge is, don't you? <laughs> Across from Jeffersonville to Louisville. 22 years when I was a little boy, just a little bitty lad, about five years old or six years old, when the angel of the Lord appeared in the bush, you heard me tell that heavy when it was packing the water. Well, about two weeks after that, I was playing marbles with my little brother. And I thought I got sick. Some real funny feeling came on me. I went and sat down by the side of the tree. And I looked down at the river, and there went a bridge, a big, great big bridge going across the river. And I counted 16 men that fell off of that bridge and drowned. And I went and told Mother. And I told her I'd seen it. And they thought I was crazy or something. They thought I was just a little nervous, hysterical child. And 22 years from that time on the same ground went the municipal bridge across and 16 men lost their lives on it. See? It wasn't nothing. If God sent it, your prayers brought it, see? And there may be the man sitting in this building right now, that divine prophet that's coming. He may raise, he may claim things. There's lots of fanaticism usually follows these things. Beware of it. I'm warning you before it comes. But God will testify of his gift. Is that right? He'll testify of it. Now notice. And get real close to this. That, you heard me tell you of the healing of that woman, that maniac the other day. was on her back there at Little Rock, Arkansas. You remember uh, telling you about that. I just had a phone call. Brother Brown to come to get me. And I had a phone call from Memphis, Tennessee. Is anybody here from Memphis, Tennessee? Around in Tennessee? There's plenty. I see some Tennessee cars out there. So I thought, all right, this is at Memphis. And it's your postmaster is the one that it happened to. And anybody, what's the name of that Arkansas place? Brother, kitchen, where that's taking place? That's uh, where, uh, that, uh, Paul Martin's daughter. Walnut Ridge, Arkansas. Anybody here from around Walnut Ridge? How many knows Paul Morgan in Walnut Ridge, Arkansas? Raise your hands. All right, you'll know the case. That's fine. Walnut Ridge, Arkansas. Well, I was at Carning, Arkansas in the meeting when the Walnut Ridge case came up. They were just laying on the... You know how they are in Arkansas. The weather don't stop them there. They just bring them on. And they're laying out there around on the street, around the church, around the parsonage. And I'm just going day and night, and that's what's the matter with me now, you see. I just broke down in the beginning. I just, they didn't have those certain closing times. I just sent church and just kept me going all night. And so there was the phone kept ringing, ringing. And uh, you know Miss Nellie Riggs there at Little Rock? Or, or at, uh, not Little Rock, but Carney? Well, she was one of the answering the phone. She said, to, well, we can't get him up, sir. Said he just, we just got him into bed. And the man kept on so, so persistent. So I, I said, let me talk to him. He said, that's Paul Morgan. What was he, brother? What is he there in Arkansas? Tax collector of that uh, county. And so, I don't think he was that then, was he? Clerk. The city clerk, or the county clerk. And um, so, 
I went, uh, went to the phone. He said, I'm the county clerk down here at Walnut Ridge, which is about 70 miles below where I was at. And said, Sir, I've heard of the great works of God. Said, I desire you to come perform a miracle on my daughter. I said, Mr. Morgan? I said, uh, Well, I can't perform no miracle. I said, God is the healer. He said, Well, I've heard, said, Look, sir, said, my, my little girl is dying. And said, she's, she's in a very serious condition. And we don't expect her to live but just a, just a two or three more hours. And said, I love my little girl. Said, she's my only child. And she's about 12 years old. And said, I would, I, I would desire you to come. I said, Mr. Morgan, I'd be glad to come. But looky here, sir. I said, here's people standing here on the porch with little babies and they're soaking wet. Just standing here all night in the rain. I said, they couldn't even get around the place. And he, he said, I know that, sir. Said, and I appreciate it. Said, you're a father too, aren't you? I said, yes, sir. Said, just think, those mothers, their babies are not dying. Said, they may have different things. But said, my baby has got pneumonia and the best specialist I can get says she ain't going to live in about three more hours. I said, well, sir, I couldn't even get there in three hours. He said, but uh, Brother Branham said, don't think I'm trying to use my authority now for pressure. And Mr. Morgan is a fine man. He followed his long time visiting Brother Kitchen, right along in the meeting. He said, if you'll just come, said, I'll just... You don't know what, said, their, their babies, if they've been standing all night, said, maybe they, they, they can wait a little while, but my baby can. He said, and I just lost a little girl here about 12 years ago. My first little girl died in a long time before he came to me. And I know how I felt a poor little thing dying. I said, well, Brother Branham, you can't go down there, honey. He said, my, I said, well, you, you're just about dead. I said, well, let me lay in the back here. Come a little bit of car. And drove down that highway at the speed of 70 miles an hour around through Arkansas. And on the road down, I was praying. And the angel of the Lord stepped in the car with me for just a little speed. He said, say this to him. Thus saith the Lord, waters are running clear ahead. That was my word to give you. When he left, I, I was just as wide awake as I am now. And I was just a, shouting and praising the Lord. And, Brother Johnson said, what's the matter? I said, the angel of the Lord was sitting here, Brother Johnson. He said, oh, Brother Branham, if you know Brother Johnson, he's a very fine man. He pulled up his brakes. He started crying. I said, just go ahead now. Go ahead. Go right straight. And when we got there, well, the Arkansas people loved one another, and they loved Paul Morgan. And all around that clinic there, there were just people gathered everywhere waiting for the last words. Been sitting up there all night waiting for the last words for the little girl. He was loved among everyone. But you don't know how to how I felt. Got out there, started pushing up through the crowd, and here was this, uh, one of the doctors standing there, and they was uh, at the door. They wouldn't let no more in, they just walked to get to the steps. And they was waiting, everybody loved him. He said, are you the Reverend Branham? I said, yes sir, I am. He said, uh, Mr. Martin's waiting for you. He said, shall I show you to the room? I said, yes sir. I said, the child still lives. He said, it does. And I said, uh, and then on just rode up, he met the intern. He said, uh, uh, this is uh, Reverend Branham, said, uh, Mr. Morgan's waiting for her. So well, the intern went back with me. He said, will you be left alone, Brother Branham? I said, I would rather. I'd like to see the father and mother first. So while they got two nurses in the room, and they're giving the oxygen, uh, they could not put it in a tent. They had to put it over a rubber mask. Now, he's a doctor here. I've never seen it before. They put it on there and forced the oxygen uh, uh, into the babies. Uh, and it would take a couple breaths, go... And, that way. and they put that on again. And they go, and go down again. Then the nurse is taking push it on. Go. Take it like that. That's the way you keep it alive. When I started to knock at the door, 
Oh, uh, I just felt something standing here. Brother Johnson was standing. I said, don't come in, Brother Johnson. Let me go alone. I got the door. One of the nurses opened the door. She said, what do you want? I said, I'm Brother Brandon. I want to see. He said, step in. I walked in. Mr. Morgan said, are you Brother Brandon? I said, yes. He just come put his arm around me. He was a great big fine fellow. He said, Brother Brandon. He said, I've tried to live right. I, I've tried to do what's right. I don't know why God's taking my baby. I said, don't be excited, Brother Morgan. I said, Amy. I walked over to the nurse, and she said, uh, we'll have to keep this oxygen going. I said, that's all right. I want you to. The little girl was laying, kind of stooped over like this. I laid my hands down on her, and I said, now, Father, the Father, I said, you and Mother promise to serve God, testify wherever you know about it? We will. I said, don't fear. I have a word for you for the, from the Lord after I pray for the baby. Putting my hands on the baby, I called over it the name of Jesus Christ. And whenever I did, they didn't have to put the oxygen on the old man. I turned around and I said, Thus saith the Lord, Mr. Morgan. I said, Many specialists is now your baby dying. But thus saith the Lord, Your baby shall live. I said, It'll recover. And here's your word. Remember this is the days of your life. The waters are running clear ahead. You don't have a testimony right there, do you? No. And signed by notary. And so it walked out of the building. Now on the third day, the child returned to school. <laughs> it was healed well, see? Now, then at Little Rock, they sent me come to, what was that man's name? Postmaster there. <clears throat> Ever who it is you from, from Memphis know who I'm speaking of, I guess. He, he's a tall fella. But anyhow, when I get through the description here, you know, and the man was with him, his name Kenny, I remember that, Mr. Kenny. And they sent her to come over there to pray for this man. Said he was dying. Well, I got ready to go. First plane flight. Instead of going over, I was getting ready, and I was putting on this suit of clothes, and I heard something like a wind blowing in the room. Began going. Whoosh. I thought, my, the wind's awful high today. I put on my shirt, you know, and coat and things. I was singing, and Brother Brown was going to fix me to go there, so the man was dying. And that man that went over to Dr. General Patton, you all remember him? They brought him in there by playing to this man. Everything said he's dying in the pneumonia case, too. That he's dying. The man can't get well. Had asthma, asthmatic pneumonia. And so I started to put on my coat, and I think Brother Brown would be there most any time. And they couldn't get a. And Mr. Kenny had come by a fast car. He was some kind of an official of the law there, if you know, and he had a, had a red light and siren on his car. And he'd come over and left early so he could get me before the plane did miss. And I looked over there, and there's a whirl light going around in the room. And I knelt down to pray. And when I did, the angel of the Lord spoke and said, Do not go over there. His time has come. All right. I got up and tucked back off my coat. A few moments, they came up to the door. And his brother, Kenny Ryan, said, You, Brother Brown? I said, Yes. And Brother Brown was with him. Now, you all know Brother Brown or any of you wish this right for this testimony. He put his arm around me and said, Oh, I've had faith to know. He said, He's a personal friend of Paul Morgan. That he knew of his daughter and said, of course, he's unconscious now. He said, he's a bosom friend of mine. And said, he knew, I said, but sir, you'll probably find your buddy gone when you return back. For thus saith the Lord, the man is going to die. Well, you just die. Or the Holy Spirit warned me not to go. He spoke to me here in the room a few moments ago. He said, but Brother Branham said, they just, his wife said, uh, they're just... They're coming in out of a, of a big church, you know, into their church and said, if you just, if it said, this means so much to her. I said, but I can't help it, sir. I cannot go against the will of God. 
I came home. He said, you mean my buddy's going to die? I said, he'll probably be dead when you return. I said, however, what time will you get back? He said, I'll get back by 8 o'clock tonight. I said, call me in the morning. I'll be praying. I said, I'm interested in And let me know when he passes away. I said, you call me in the morning. Let me know his condition. And just when he passed away, if he was passed away when you got there. And never mind, call me tonight because I'll be in service. And don't call me because I don't know may not be in from service until 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, he, was, he started out crying. He said, my poor buddy, my poor buddy, like that, going back crying. Um, I went out to service that night, and that was a very nice thing. He had with me. Went back and got to the bed, and the next morning, uh, I went in about 2 o'clock, and the next morning, I, I woke up in the room. Now, I want you to listen to this real close now, so that you can get the story from Brother Brown. When I woke up in the room, I just, like that, and I thought, my, it's daylight. And I looked, sitting there beside the of my bed, and there sat a lady. Well, my room was locked. The door was locked. She had on a brown suit, light brown suit. She had kind of mingled gray hair. She had on a white waist, whatever what they call the women. I think it's called coat suit, isn't it? When it's got the dress and the coat up here, the same color, you know, and same thing. So she was sitting there, and she was she was just looking so sad sideways. And I said, I raised up, I thought, well, here, how'd that woman get in here? The door's locked, and here's the key laying here. And that woman's sitting there. And I said, started to raise up and say, Madam. And when I did, I looked back over here, and there sat a man. And he was a tall man, wore a light suit, gray hair, and had a red tie on. He was just looking so sad like that. And she looked around to him, and he kind of smiled, and they kind of looked over at each other. And I thought, well, what is this? And I raised up, right, this is natural, friends, God is my judge, as if I'm sitting right here looking at you like that. And I said, well, what is this? And I looked up, and I was standing on a platform somewhere in a church. Well, I, uh, I bit my finger to see if I was just sleeping or what was wrong with me. Now, seeing this, was, was it not? It was a vision. And I looked at it, and just then it went, just went fading out. I see them laughing at each other, and it was bowing their head towards me like that and smiling to one another and bowing their head like that and just faded out of the room like that. Well, I got up, and I prayed, and I said, God, I don't know. What does that mean? There'll probably be somebody come in today with that description. Sometimes I see people coming into the meeting like that. I said, now, and when I see them, you hear me, you heard me many times go and say, thus saith the Lord, stand up. See, because God's already spoke that. That has to happen. And I thought, well, somebody being like that. And um, so um, I, I thought, well, I'll read my Bible, this very Bible. I said, Lord, where would you have me to read your Bible this morning? I just love to read the Word of the Lord. I just took my hand like this, laid on the Bible, and opened it up. And it opened up there to where Isaiah was sent to Hezekiah to pronounce to him that his time had come. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord. And the Lord heard his voice and come back and spoke to Isaiah and said, Go tell him I spared him 15 years. You remember that? Well, I said, Isn't that a strange thing? Well, uh, I said, That scripture seems... I done forgot about that uh, case over there. I said, That's strange, isn't it? And about that time the phone rang. I said, Well, that's Brother Brown coming up. They have to come get me and take me down. You know how there, two or three with you. I thought, he him come and get me for breakfast. I tucked down the receiver. I said, hello. He said, hello, Brother Brown. I said, yeah. I said, how are you, Brother Brown? He said, this is not Brother Brown. This is Brother Kenny in Memphis. I said, oh, I thought nobody knew what room I was in. We don't know where I was staying, you see. But Brother Brown, I knew Brother Kenny knew then. I said, yes. I said, well, what kind of a news you got? And just then it dawned on my mind what the vision was. And he said, well, Brother Branham, we set up all night. We thought he was leaving. Said, and the, they're here now. And said, they're just looking for the last minute any time. I said, Brother Branham, I'm, I reckon I could get my wife to come over by your next meeting when he go to Jonesboro the first year. Said, 
bring her over and put her in the meeting? I said, maybe you could, sir, but I said, you say she, she said yes, and he said, I said, is his wife there? I said, yes. I said, does his wife ever wear a brown suit like, and we've got a white waist on, she's kind of a gray-haired woman? I said, sure. I said, does he ever wear a light-colored suit, has he got gray hair, he wears a red tie, so that's the way he dresses all the time. Why? You know him? I said, yes, sir. Tell the wife to come to the phone. He said, well, um, Brother Bram, I said, they're looking for him to go at any minute. I said, well, tell him to come to the phone. I said, well, I said, I already told her that you said he was going to die. I said, but I want her to come to the phone. She comes to the phone. And I said, hello. And I asked this. He said, yes. And I said, well, this is Brother Bram. He said, yes. said, I heard Brother Branham. I said, but look, sister, are you ready now? She said, what do you mean? I said, thus saith the Lord, your husband shall live. I said, do you you believe that? And I didn't hear no answer. I said, you believe that? I couldn't hear no answer. I thought, I heard somebody carrying on out there, and she fainted, and and she fell down on the floor. So then Brother, Brother Kay picked up and said, What's the matter, Brother Bram? The woman fainted. I said, I told her, Thus saith the Lord, her husband's going to live. He said, What? I said, Yes, he's going to live. I said, I described him. I seen him in the vision a few moments ago. She is going to live, or he's going to live. He said, Oh, can I come at you? I said, Just meet the next plane. I'll be there. One of them hopped this car. The doctor's roll there. I walked in. Here come his sister down the hall. She said, the very idea. <clears throat> Hold your little preacher around here. My brother dying in there. I think it's a disgrace. Oh, my. Couldn't, nothing could stop it. The devil couldn't send it up against out of hell to stop that. There's nothing. There's nothing. It's absolutely there. That's all. That's done. Said, thus saith the Lord. It's there. Oh, you don't know how I felt walking there. Walked down the hall. There come a nurse out from the, in there, you know. And I said, is there anyone in there, lady? And she said, yes, there's two doctors in there. I said, tell them to get out. Oh, my. Oh, my. You don't know how I felt. In the room, there's just them two. Walk down there. Friends, you, I know you think, some of you are judging me a fanatic, but God is my judge who I stand before. Then walked into the room like that, and them doctors went out there, very sarcastic looking on them. Walked in, poor old sister. She was just about to faint. I said, now, don't worry. I didn't have an overcoat, and I borrowed Brother Brown, and I had this... This uh, Bible sticking down in the pocket, and the overcoat was too big for me. I just carried it, and they keep it looking so bad in cold weather. And so I laid the overcoat down on the chair, and I told her, Now you go get the Bible and turn to a certain scripture, for I was seen there in the Isaiah. And he, she began to read it. Now I, I, I looked at him, and that muddy looking color in his eyes, you know, where his eyes like, you know, what, water coming out. His mouth was back, his beard was about like that. He's laying there that oxygen tent like that, you know. And I took, reached over it to the oxygen tent and got a hold of his hand. There's the vibration hitting. I shook him a little bit. I said, Do you hear me, sir? She said, He's been unconscious for about two days. I said, But don't you don't, you don't doubt a word I say to you? She said, No, sir, I do not doubt a thing. She said, Fine, little man. I took over his hand. I said, Dear God, you who spoke to me this morning in the vision, I know these people are to meet me the only for Arkansas on the first. For I was standing on that platform, this is the man and woman. I said, now let the angel of God speak. I felt the vibration leave. I just kept on praying. I felt he gripped my hand. I know lying there. I just felt he gripped my hand. I just waited a little bit. In fact, I looked up and I'm getting wet and lips. She was still down for a bed crying. And I just waited just a little bit. In fact, I see the little boy right there. I said, you know me? 
And she raised up like which looked, she'd seen him, raised up on his head, like on his hand, like this, looking at me. Said, nobody said, yes, it's Brother Branham. My, she just dove in the house, she said, Billy. She said, Dad, 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 like that, grabbing him around like that, just uh, hugging him and everything. I just slipped right out of the room like that, while he was going on, right on down the steps, went right back to the plane, when I thought I got to the plane, and that assemblies of God had enough people out there, I don't know where they were. They're going through the line, this little girl polio that had a player of Packers in Siena. And when I stopped on the plane here, trip next to this, I was sitting in the restaurant there, and the girl come up, sat down to the side of me, and said, Do you remember me, Brother Brandon? I thought, I just got fainted on the ground just a few moments. And I said, No, ma'am, no, she said, You prayed me out the polio case is sitting up over there. And there's and on the third the second day from then, the man was up out of the bed, shaved, eating ham and eggs for breakfast, and went home and went back to his work. He's living there now. Why? It's thus saith the Lord. See what I mean? Now, Phoenix people, here's what it is. That is the way that God intends this gift to work perfectly. Do you understand now, all of you? If you do, say amen. Now, remember, right for that man to get that testimony, Reverend G.H. Brown, 505 Victor Street, Little Rock, Arkansas. And the other is Harold Nail at uh, South Boston, Indiana, and John Immel, Utica, Indiana, RFD2. Now, for those testimonies, case after case. Now, when the angel of the Lord speaks like that, there is not nothing can stand before him. It's absolute. Then, well, my faith, well, I know it's going to happen. There's no need to say anything more about it. It's got to happen. If that person had been dead and in the grave for 20 years, he'd say, go there and speak. I believe that all heaven would shake out of its orbit before that prayer would be being answered. God will do it. Now, that's when it's really, thus saith the Lord. Now, when we come to these meetings, I detect vibrations. Sometimes I can ask the vibration, and God will honor my prayer. He'll send it away. That's true. But if there's anything between you and God, and you don't make it right, if it's your faith is weak, and you're just waiting for a slow line for that to be cast away, if your faith ain't just right, it'll return right back to you. It'll just move out to a place. For I've prayed for him. I've kept this back from you. But I've prayed for him coming through the line. And set him down there somewhere else and walk back in 15 minutes' time and check him and be back on him again. See? Your faith is the only thing that can do you any good. Your belief, your faith in God. See what I mean? Without faith, it's impossible. Is that true? Now, you believe it with all your heart when you come through that you're going to be well and you'll get well. If you don't believe it, it won't get well. No matter what happens, you won't be healed unless you believe it with all your heart. Now, look. How many of you people would say that I got on a white shirt? How many of you out there now say I got on a white shirt? How do you know I got on a white shirt? You see it. That's the only way you know it. Are you positive it's white? Well, now look. Sight is a sense of the body. Is that true? Sight is one of the senses. How many senses are there of the body? See, taste, feel, smell, and hear. How many senses are there of the spirit? Two. Faith and doubt. Are you two people in one? Your soul, your soul, that's the nature of the spirit. But now your body and spirit, is that right? You are a body, flesh, and you're inside man's spirit. Is that true? Or the, outside, the inside man leaves, the outside man's dead. Is that right? I think I got that deep <laughs> All right. Now look at this. I believe there's a man standing before me now, and he's got on a dark coat. How many think I'm right? Or white shirt. You believe him right? All right. Now, just think of how I know he's standing there. 
I see. Is that right? Is there any other way in the world that I could tell he was there only uh, by seeing him? That's the only is. Now look here. Now, I don't see that man now, do I? But he's still standing there. How do I know he's standing there? I feel him. That's the sense of feeling. Anybody who's got a sense of feeling will know the same thing. Now perhaps he's trying to argue me. I don't see him. But yet I feel him. I don't feel him. Yet I see him. See the senses? They're direct, aren't they? They're perfect. What you call perfect. But could I be wrong there? Sure I could. I could be colorblind. That's what you could be colorblind. Yes, sir. You might be you might be altogether different. He might not have no white shirt. You're not but you'd swear by that. Am I feeling? I'd say he's standing there because I feel him. See? But I could be wrong against that. But yet I know it. Just believe it with all my heart that he's standing there because the sense of feeling says he's there. I want you to notice this before I have another sense. I want you to notice this. Hit the few, uh, up down on the road. I hear music. There's music in the room. Just keep hitting Just hitting up down on the keys anywhere. How many hears that? How many knows that? Do I see it? Do I feel it? Do I taste it? Do I smell it? How do I know it's playing there? I hear it. It's a sense of hearing, you see? Now, I know someone say, you don't hear that. Yes, I do. Play it again, brother. I know I do. Don't you? Why? You hear it. You don't see it, but you hear it. You can't see music. Can you? You can't taste music. Feel music. Can you? But how do you know it's music? You hear it. That's right. Well, brother, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things you don't... See, taste, feel, smell her here. But you know it. It's a faith. Oh, God bless your heart. I wish I could get you to see it. Looky here, friends. It's positive. Is that shirt white? Well, healing's right, then, if you believe. The substance. Not what you, most of people just hope. They all, I believe I'll get well. 999 out of every thousand. passes by don't know the first principle of faith. That's right. They have hope instead of faith. Faith is positive. Oh, wow. Real when you can know what it's going to be. If you know that you're going to be healed this afternoon, if your sense of faith, here it is, get it. If your sense of faith declares to you that this gift comes from God and you're going to be healed, just as much as your sight declares about the white church, you're sure to get it when you pass by. See what I mean? Now, if you can trust the human part, why not trust the superhuman part? If you can trust the body, why not trust the spirit? For the spirit is superior over the body. Amen. There it is. See what I mean? It's faith. The substance of things hoped for. Look, it isn't it isn't just I believe it, I think it. You know it, it's the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things you don't see, taste, feel, smell, or hear. If you believe it, it's there anyhow. Some people go in and say, well, I don't feel any better. I prayed for last week. You probably never feel any better, too. That's right. You've got to believe it. Not if Jesus never even said, did you feel it? He said, did you believe it? You believe it. You have faith. You know it. Then when this revelation of the angel comes, there isn't enough devils out of hell could stop it from being so. 
Now, don't you go around and say, well, I've been feeling bad for two or three weeks, and I was prayed for it, don't feel any better. Don't pay any attention to that. If you believe this truly is the gift of God, rise up and don't care how you feel. Go about rejoicing, praising God. Gone, that's all. You know what? When I was, he was stomach troubled. Well, I remember holding my stomach going along there, and when I was prayed for, I didn't have nobody the gift of healing to pray for me. The elder anointed me with oil. He told me I read the Bible. I seen God's word was right. And I know he had a right, though he was a Baptist preacher. He come along and said, the Bible said so. He poured some oil on my head. So now, do you believe you'll get well? And I said, oh, God, I'm asking all my heart, let me get well. I went right down home, started into my eating. I've been drinking barley water and prune juice for about three, four months. The doctor said one mouthful of solid food would kill you right now. You know what I done? I went right down home and we had cornbread, beans, and onions for dinner. I don't know where you eat it like that or not. Boy, it's good. I can stand some right now. And mom baked, my mother baked it in a big old cone. And like that, I always get the corner where it's nice and greasy, you know, and brittle. So we're still enough Baptists around home to break bread. You know, we don't cut it. Jesus broke bread and blessed it, so we break it out. That's just reach over and break you off a piece. So I, mother said, we never had had a prayer in home. And dad, dad was Catholic. So I, I said, now I'm going to try to ask the blessing. And I never will forget poor old dad how he cried. And mother said, I don't mind you having religion, honey, but you, the doctor said it would kill you. I said, but God said I would live. If I die, and if I die, I'm coming up to your house. When I meet you at the door, I died trusting your word. I said, I've tried doctors long enough, and they can't do me no good. And I took that big mouthful of beans and that onion, great big chomp of that cornbread, and I started on it. And I chewed it. tastes pretty good. It's real funny, but I hadn't eaten about over a year of anything solid. And when I swallowed the first mouthful, here it come right back up again. When I did, I helped my hand over my mouth, keep them coming up. Got me another spoonful. So I eat the whole entire plate full of them. When I got up on the table, I just had to hold my hand just as sour as acid as it could be. Mother called the doctor, said he'll die. That's all there is to it. One mouthful of killing, so that's all there is. Here I was going across the floor, you know. She said, Are you fe- how are you feeling? I said, wonderful. <laughs> Fine. She said, you're about to die. I said, no, ma'am. Just swallow his face, good hot water in my mouth. You know, went across, and I seen his all gone. I got in the room, and I started across the saying, I can, I will, I do believe. I can, I will, I do believe. I can, I will, I do believe that Jesus heals me now. I'll take you at your word. I'll take you at your word. Like I on down, leaving that with all my... I just got so weak, I just almost fell across the bed like, oh, mercy, mercy. And a guy off the next day, I walked down the street, you know, I didn't care. Mother come in, she watched me all night long, thought, sure, I'd die, you know. Next morning, all them beans was laying right there at the same place. They said, what do you want? I said, I want some more beans and cornbread. <laughs> yep. Oh, devil, no cheat me out of it. No, no. God said so, and every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. Is that right? I am trusting in His Word divine for every promise in the book is mine. That's right. He's, he, I'd rather he said, whosoever will, than it said William Branham. There might be a hundred William Branham, but whosoever will, I know means it's mine. That's right. I just said, I believe you. Yes, sir. And I started on, went out on the street and said, how you feeling, Brother Branham? I said, wonderful. I go down the street to him. Now full of beans, far and back. No, no, I won't spit them out. No, sir. Far and back. The Lord blessed them. They were mine. Step on and go down there. Say, hello, Brother Branham. I said, hello. How you feeling? Wonderful. Somebody told me not long ago, said, Brother Branham, he was lying. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. 
They was asking me how my body was feeling. I was answering how my face was. It was wonderful. <laughs> yes, sir. My, my faith was feeling wonderful because I took God at His word. I didn't care how I felt. If I'd still been belted up, I'd still sound healed. Amen. That's right. Sure, because God's word is right. You believe it? Let's sing it then. Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. I am trusting in His divine. Every promise in the book is mine. All you sick people now will be prayed for. Sing it with me. Every promise is Raise your hand. Is mine. Chapter every verse, every line. Trusting in His word, divine. Every promise in the book is mine. What do we have to do? That's all you have to do. All things are possible. Only believe. I'm not very much of a song leader, but I do know in my heart that you have to believe it. Is that right? All right, now, brother, give us the key on it. We get. All right, everybody, get out. Only believe. Didn't God say so? Didn't He promise you to give? They're here. Others are being healed. Can't you? 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 Can't you? Only believe. Oh, things are. Praise God. Yes, they are. Only believe. Lord. I believe that every promise is true. It's right. Do you believe it? All right. Let's bow our heads. And I'll just come to card that, if you will, brother. Let's bow our heads now while they're getting ready for the prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank Thee today for every promise in the book. We thank Thee because Thou hast brought down the Holy Spirit for the, the people that owns it. And the Lodge, and we pray, God, that you'll have them, everyone, be saved and in thy kingdom as that day, for they've been kind to spread, spread forth their doors to let us come in. Bless everyone. Bless the doctors of the city. Bless all the nurses, the institutions. God, let the people know that I'm here trying to help poor, suffering humanity. I'm not here for any other cause but to try to help these hollow-eyed, sick, 
dying people and oh God how could anyone say anything evil against something of that type when trying to introduce to them a lovely Christ who heals all sickness and diseases bless your ministers Lord may they be anointed firebrands and may there be an old fashioned revival break out now down here in Phoenix and go from church to church from place to place until this is one place that all the nations will say come to Phoenix, Arizona for the Holy Spirit being poured out again down there and great signs and wonders are being done among the people. Oh God, thou knowest how I love this little city and I pray that you will keep it, Lord. Do grant it, Lord, and send an old-fashioned revival. Heal everyone, Father, and may your angel who I've tried to make it plain to the people that I can only speak as he speaks. My prayer is only that for the people's faith. But, oh, God, may they have faith to believe this afternoon as they file through this line, this several hundred people, and as they pass, may they be healed, and we'll give all praise and glory to thee, for we ask it in his name and for his glory. Amen. Now, for a little farewell song while they're finishing the prayer line, give us a card there, brother, of He Careth for Thee. Will you? He careth for you, you know. He this is what I want to sing to you, and you sing back to me now. Everybody, how many know what he cares for you? Let's see. Your hand. Lead us off now. He cares for you. He cares for you. Through sunshine or shadow, he cares for you. Let's all together now sing it. Come on. Let this middle aisle sing it for the rest of you. Sing it with it. Just this middle aisle through here. Come on now. He for you. They're singing to you all. He for you. Now you people here that dwell, lest you and I sing it to the sick people, it's going to be in the prayer line. He, point your finger to him. He careth for you. He careth for you. Shake hands with your neighbor, everybody. Saying he cares for you. Shake hands with somebody standing by you. He cares for That's right. Turn right around with a good handshake.
Amen. Come on, it won't hurt you. Now say praise the Lord. Come on. Praise the Lord. I'll let you all say together. I love my neighbor. From this time on, I'll try to be Christ's servant. From this time on, I'll try to be Christ's servant. Oh, my. Get right into it. dominion over the people. God, spare our governor's life here. God, we love him, and we know that thou hast put him up to be an overseer over the people and the things of the nation here of of this state. And I pray that you will send your angel to him right now and let him know that we are praying for him now. And God, answer our prayer, and may he recover immediately. May he be well. And love you all the days of his life. Granted, Father, I ask for the governor's life to be spared in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. everyone. Thank you. Our friends, keep your seats. Those of you that have parent cards and those who do not, do not try to get in the line until the ushers tell you that you can come. You get be prayed for everyone. Ushers, do not let them come down. Either aisle, the ushers in the front will tell them when to come. So you work with us and we get through just as quickly as we can. God bless you. Osborne. Governor Osborne. Where come from? All right. Now, everybody, be real reverent now. We're going to start the prayer line. You uh, ushers know how to keep the line moving. I'll pray for everyone that I possibly can. Now, i tell you what happened. Now, I don't know what's going to happen along the line, but I feel there's a shaking in the mulberry bush. That's right. It's a, I wish we just had about eight or ten days where you just keep climbing on and you're gaining ground here. That's right. Now, it's, it's 4.30. Now, I don't know what time we'll be out. We will be when everybody's prayed for. That's right. So now, I want to do that. And I thank you all for your kindness. Well, probably when I get under the anointing now, I won't want to come out from under to see. And I thank every one of you for your kindness. Do you still love me as your brother? Yeah. Oh, I still love you. I've got perfect confidence in you. And I trust that you have in me. May God watch over us and watch between us until we see each other again. And if it's at the judgment, I pray that we'll all sit down to the tree of life and I'll have a thousand years of peace to talk with you all. That's right. So God bless you now. And now if you'd have to go home, when you get up, go reverently. But if it's casting out an evil power, sometimes I feel the person, when they come to me, I feel that pressure of faith come against me. Maybe they're blind or deaf or dumb. When I feel that pressure come against me, that I know that it's faith, I usually stop like that because then people have faith for it to be done, no matter what's wrong with them. But if I don't feel that faith, I just ask the prayer of faith and let them go by. See what I mean? You all understand, don't you? All right, now everyone bow your head and be in prayer now. Dear God, our sister is now passing by. Let her go not according to her feelings, but her faith. 
May she go and be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you, little lady. Now, I wish all the ministers here that can cooperate would get right down along this line here and go to talking to these people and praying for them. If you would. All cooperating ministers that will get along that prayer line and be praying. God hears your prayers, brother. All of you all as ministers. Jesus, have mercy upon our sister and heal her. Grant it, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, may this be you. That's right, young lady. Go now, rejoice, please. God bless you, brother. You're in serious condition. You realize that, don't you? Oh, God, I'm thinking now that x-ray has just come in a while ago with that doctor's testimony. Over half of her lungs are, was gone in the x-ray, showing now right here in Phoenix. And now her next one shows negative. Oh, Christ. Please have mercy on this man who's come all the way down from that lovely state of Ohio, my neighbor, to be prayed for here in Arizona. Thou demon, come out of him in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, dear brother, you're my neighbor up there. Don't doubt. Your vibration has stopped. Now, if you can believe it with all... You felt it. Fine. God bless you. Let's say praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. The man come from Ohio down here to be prayed for. Right next door to me there. All right, now, bow your head. Oh, my. Why don't you have this kind of feeling all the time around Phoenix here? This is the kind of feeling for people to be healed. Now, bow your head, everybody now. Yes, sir. You know, sir, that your time is very near at the end of life's journey if something isn't done. Where do you live, sir? Stanley. All right, have faith now. Don't doubt. Just have faith. Remember what I told you? Just believe with all your heart. Heavenly Father, I pray for my brother now with cancer. His life is being eat up. This big, hideous cancer is doing it. You're the only one who can take that optimus out of him. That demon stretching forth his powers and limbs in there to eat the very life out of this man. Father, he's our brother, and we come to you as your children. Thou demon, come out of him in the name of Jesus Christ. Brother, you can look at my hand yourself. It cleared. Oh, rejoice. Oh, Jesus of Nazareth, I pray that you will help our sister here, who's suffering with this hideous power. That's bothering her. Satan, come out of the woman in the name of in the name of Jesus Christ, I answer. Father, I believe that this woman now that we're asking this blessing is worthy of what we're asking for. It's our brother's wife, your servant. And she's constantly been used in the service here. Reward her of her fine cooperation, Father, by healing her today. Will you hear the prayer of your servant? God, you sent me out to Harold Nail's house. You sent me up to Utica, up to the Brother Emil, and over to the man at Little Rock, and different places. You who've done these things, hear the prayer of your servant as we're hastening through here, and give this woman deliverance from this right this very day. I ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you, Sister Outlaw. Don't worry.
just heard a report from Sister Outlaw. I had her running straight for her sister the other night. She was very serious. She's gaining, getting better, and a little boy, a little Spanish boy, a little brother Joseph. I haven't seen him today. I'd like to see Joseph before leave. Um, uh, when he takes in the room where a little Spanish boy they thought was dying, laying there, crushed his brain and everything, the little boy regained consciousness, was healed, and went home from the hospital. Keep your head down now, be great. Father, I pray thee to help our brother now to be well. Satan, I adjure thee to leave the boy in the name of Jesus Christ. I went to nerve finish. God bless you, my dear brother. Go with faith now. I see you're wearing a trumpet in your ear. You believe that God sent me to do this to give you your healing without this trumpet? You can't hear me, Arthur. Heavenly Father, the man is standing here now with this trumpet in his ears, and you're the only one who can deliver him. I pray that you will heal my brother. He's tired of this old trumpet. He's tired of people gazing upon him. And you're here to liberate him. Speak, dear God. Thou demon, come out of the man in the name of Jesus Christ. Hear me? You can raise your head now. The man couldn't even hear me with his trumpet. Listen. Hear me? Yes, sir. Hear me? Yes, sir. He couldn't hear me with his trumpet a while ago. Hear me all right? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's say praise the Lord, everybody. God bless you. veins will be dried up, granted to eternal God in Jesus Christ's name. Thou demon, come out of the woman in the name of Jesus Christ. I was hearing you see you you didn't get it that's why it was as soon as you do that you see I see that somebody would uh, that do that see sometimes that they say well this that that's mean I stopped you right quick you see so that you get it you hear me she hears me fine let's say South Dakota South Dakota let's give her a big praise for the Lord. Amen. 
Oh, my. I felt that he would do it today. <laughs> That's right. Oh, don't you love him? Say amen. amen. I keep your head about everyone now. Brother, you believe the Bible? Ask God, he'll heal you to the Dear God, he who can make the deaf hear or the blind see, the dumb speak, thou can heal our brother of this tuberculosis. I pray, Father, that you will grant it. May it lead him in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you, my brother. Now look, here's what it is. The simplicity of prayer. Your faith. It isn't a long prayer. It's your faith you see that does it. Hundreds are going by the same time, and the woman's down and well. Long you're going to be well if you believe. God, I pray for this little baby that you'll heal it and let it get well. I pray in Jesus Christ's name that you'll heal it and bless its mother with this heart trouble. God, may this be a new day for them. May they go forth from here rejoicing and be well in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. You believe, mother? With all your heart, your baby shall get well, and you will too. You can just believe it. Oh, God, I pray that you will heal my brother, who's standing here now. It's totally dead. I pray that you'll give him his healing now. In Jesus Christ's name, I ask you. We'll pass this and you. You all check in and see what happened now. Check a couple of these now while we pass this. God, I pray that you'll heal my dear brother. For this gallbladder trouble, and let him get well in Jesus Christ's name, I pray. God bless you, sir. That's just what's done, right there. You got it now. Go on, God. Oh, my. He's seen the vision of it right away. My, my. Oh, God, I pray for my sister that you will heal her in the name of Jesus Christ. I ask the person, amen. God, I pray that you will heal the sister of this drug trouble. Jesus Christ me, I ask it. God bless you, sister. I pray that you heal her father. Jesus Christ me. God bless this little baby with heart trouble. I pray that you'll heal it, Father, and let it get well. I'll lay hands upon it in the name of Jesus Christ for healing. Bless the mother, Father. Give her a long, happy, healthy life. In Jesus' name, God bless you, little Jesus. Oh, God, this poor little stiffened-up boy here with this muscular condition, looking up in his little blue eyes, oh, God, you're the only one who can do this. Satan, come out of the boy. In the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody's got their head up. Keep your head down, friend. Just come right straight back. Brother Fuller, you see how I turn my hand there? Or walking around in the You believe, honey? Yes, sir. Everybody keep your head back. Father, have mercy upon the little boy and heal him of this muscular condition. You're the only one who can do it. Thou demon, come out of him. I adjure thee by Jesus Christ and his holy angels. Walk over towards me, honey. Raise your hand up like this. I say it. There you are. Mm. Raise your hands up and down. Praise now put your hands up. Like this. That's fine. Now go right down the step just as hard as you can go. Raise your head, audience. 
You're out sitting on the Praise God. Let's walk down the steps. Let's say praise the Lord, everybody. That's right. Come back up the step now. Come back up short. Let's say praise the Lord, everybody. I'm going to go right down here. Just go right down here. Let's say praise the Lord, everybody. All right, bow your head everywhere now in the building because we've got several hundred to pray for. Now, bow your head and be real reverent. Father, you're the only one who can heal this brother of his ulcer. We know, Father, I was speaking a few moments ago of how my stomach was one big bloody raw ulcer almost to a cancer, but I took you at your word. May our brother do likewise and be healed in Jesus Christ's name. God bless you, brother. God bless my dear brother. I pray, Father, that you'll heal his body in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you, brother. Go rejoice in him. Dear Father, I pray that you'll heal our sister now. May she go from here rejoicing and be well in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You want to be well, sister? Go on your road rejoicing. Forget about it now. Go on, have faith now. Dear Father, I pray for the young lady that you will heal her. And may she go by, just as she would the brazen serpent or the troubled pool, or more than that, as she was passing by Calvary. Grant it, Father, in Jesus Christ's name, I ask it. Amen. God bless you. Leave here, go be well. Thank you. Oh God, this poor dead woman standing here with this crippled up body, poor little drawed thing, seeing her sitting down there this afternoon and felt she had faith. Therefore, Father, come to the rescue and made that demon has bound her come forth. I adjure thee to leave her. Come out of her in the name of Jesus Christ. That got it. <laughs> you seen that? Dude? You hear me? <laughs> All right, Ring, raise your head now. I see your jump. <laughs> you didn't know what happened, did you? Praise <laughs> God. You hear me? <laughs> Come on, you're not stiff with arthritis before you. Now, she was watching me. The poor thing. <laughs> I sent her, I felt her face coming through there. I, Sit both my hands and close your ears and want to jerk my ears my hands back like that, hearing the tour just like that, done in a moment. All right now, Mother, that's fine. All right, bow your head, everyone. <laughs> Dear Father, I pray for our sister that thou will heal her body and make her well. Grant it, dear God, that this throat will be healed up, her eyes will get well. Grant it, Father, in Jesus' name. God bless you, sister. You believe it? You shall have it if you can... God, have mercy upon our sister and heal her of this colitis in the name of thy son, Jesus Christ. God bless you, little lady. you believe now? All your heart. All right, you shall have it. Almighty God, this poor man standing here, even in this healthy climb of dying with two burglars, we know it takes your power, Father, and may he see that this simple little blessing, just simple child faith to pass by and be healed. I pray in Jesus' name for his healing. Amen. God bless you, my brother. Go rejoice and don't pay attention to how you feel. Well, God have mercy on our sister and heal her of this nervous breakdown. In the name of Jesus Christ.
Are you going to get well, sister? You're not going to worry no more about it. It's gone. That's right. Go away rejoicing. That's gone. Father, I pray that you will heal our sister and will make her well. May she leave this pulpit just rejoicing with all of her heart. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. You believe, sister? Darcy. Is that right? That's a fine name. All right, now go rejoicing, Darcy. You believe, sister, God will let it go away for you? Father, I pray for our sister with this choking spirit. May it leave her and bother her no more. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you, little sister. Say, open your eyes just a moment. This girl had a garter to disappear from her throat right here. There it was. It's showing garter. Was that right, young lady? Look here. Swallow. Let's say praise the Lord. God bless you. How old are you? You believe God will hear my prayer if I just ask Him? Well, I believe you're already healed. I do it with all my heart. God bless this young lady. I believe, Father, with all my heart that her faith has done saved her. In Jesus' name, I thank you. Young lady, you were healed when you walked to this line. Friends, I want you to open your eyes. I've this has been I've, I've said it was the poorest place for faith, but I've been so greatest this afternoon. This girl was healed before I took over her hand. Just I felt something move, and the girl was healed. A strange feeling come to you that. You're healed, young lady. Or you mark my word and see if that isn't right. Glory, Father, Lord. Look, dear friend, it isn't my prayer that heals you. It's your faith in God what heals you. It's a simple part of it. It's a past five leaders. And remember, I've told you the angel of God had held my Bible in my hand. He told me that nothing would stand before the prayer if I'd be sincere and would get the people to believe me. That's all you have to do. Just believe and come on by and you can receive it. And if you believe it, act like it. Go about and rejoice and testify and tell the people. Sure, faith is not what you feel. Faith is what you have. Is that right? What you believe. Now, bow your head while we're just praying. Lord, just doing fine. I trust the God that this will keep up. Father, I pray that you'll heal our brother of this asthma in Jesus Christ's name. God bless you, Dad. You believe? Show have it. You believe it, young lady? God bless this young lady in her tender heart. I pray that she'll go about now rejoicing for her healing in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, sister. God bless our brother who's standing here crippled up with rheumatism. Thou demon, leave him in Jesus Christ's name. Thank you, God. Just die just then. What else? You're not crippled with rheumatism. Walk on down the steps. Walk on down the steps. There he goes. Look at him. Let's say praise the Lord, everybody. Bow your head now, everyone. God, I pray that you will heal this boy with this impediment of speech. May it leave him right here at the pulpit. Now, I rebuke this impediment of speech in the name of Jesus Christ. Say amen. Praise God. Daddy. Mama. This is it. Amen. Daddy. Mama. Say praise the Lord, everybody. Father, 
Have mercy upon sister and heal her of this high blood pressure, and she's run down, Father, and weak. I pray that you'll go home today and be well Hallelujah. in Jesus Christ's name. Are you, sister? You now believe it? Lord God, I now believe you heal me with all my heart. I go rejoicing. Is that what you feel about it? Go right on your road rejoicing, man. God bless this man who's losing his sight. May his citizens shall not lose your eyesight. Look around on the building. This usher standing here on the platform. Raise up your hand, sir. How many things have you got out that's exactly right, brother. You're right. <laughs> you want that to you? God rewards you for your faith. All right. Heaven. God, this poor mother standing here, she wants to be healed for your glory. May her great faith look up to thee now, lay aside everything, and believe you with all of her heart, and be healed in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. May God grant you your desire, Jesus. Father, I pray that you heal In the name of Jesus Christ, may she receive her hearing now. Now check her something. God, I pray for our sister that you will heal her in the name of Jesus Christ. God heal this bronchitis in Jesus Christ. Amen. Heal my brother's stomach trouble in Jesus' name. Heal this little girl, Father. I pray in Jesus' name. You believe little lady? What? What? Adnorn healing cross eyes. Cross eyes. Lady, do you believe that Jesus Christ died for the sins of the world and died for healing? All right. Bow your head. Do you believe I'm able to do this? Hard people sometimes up in the other meetings don't get to come in. But you believe, you believe me? God bless you, sister. Your daughter shall be healed now. Heavenly Father, I'm thinking now of that blind colored girl in Jonesboro, Arkansas. How did she grab my old ragged coat and said, don't pass me? You know him, Father. Thou hast died for this colored race, the same as all of us, and we're all one in Christ Jesus. Thou art no respecter of persons. And now they bring to me a little cross-eyed girl, as affected head. Thou art here, Lord, to make her well. Now you, who was bearing the cross through Jerusalem that morning, and when you fell, then Simon the Serene, that colored man, came and helped you bear the cross. God, I know you understand. And to prove to these people here in Phoenix that thou art no respecter of persons, I therefore rebuke these cross eyes in the name of Jesus Christ. Now keep your heads out, everyone. Almighty and all-tempted God, let it be known today that you are God and I be your servant, that the people might know that thou art the only living God, and you have anointed me and set me forth, and I speak not of my own words, but them words in which you revealed to me. Therefore, angel of God, you who told me to go, and if I be sincere, the people would believe there would be nothing stand before the prayer. I ask for this. I'm leaving Phoenix, and Lord, I love the country, and prove that thou art God, and I be your servant. Thou demon, 
I rebuke thee, come out of the child. In the name of Jesus Christ. Just keep your little eyes closed. Now raise your hand, but keep your eyes closed. Everybody keep your eyes closed. Now slowly open your eyes, looking towards me. Slowly. Now like that my There they are. All right. Her eyes are straight and normal. Look out here in front of anybody you want to. Look out there. Look out the door. Just perfect. That's all I'll say for you. Yes, sir. Head trouble's gone too much. Everything is all right. Look at her. Now watch your friends. Your eyes. Your eyes are locked. You follow up and look at my fingers. Now you, let, you move your eyes with my fingers. Don't move your head with your eyes. Here's the way I want you to move your eyes. Like that. Close that back and forth. Now raise up to the people you see. Perfect. Perfect. That's all for Keep your head down, Oh God, you who created this side of this mother, taken the child, and now here she has a misery in her side. I now rebuke that misery. Leave the woman in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I rebuke thee. Come out of her. Where do you live at? And be a testimony for God, sister. You should come to be healed. Oh, help me now, Chewbacca, as hitting this man. Oh, Satan, why would you do this? Leave him in Jesus Christ's name. Now, just a moment, friends. Just hold on a minute. Look, sir. Just wait to me. How long have you been suffering with him? Forty-four. I want the audience, maybe some of them have never seen a vibration. I want to look at it. Move Art, raise your head, audience. There's two burger vibrations. Them white whelps rising and falling on my hand. Red, see how white this hand looks? Look here, see them white whelps, see they coming and going. Do you see it? See what I mean, sir? You hear me. Now, if God shall take that away from you, sir, that'll stop in my hand and be like this. What a difference between your two hands, isn't it? Now, you just watch my hand. And you, the patient here, you watch my hand. If it clears up like this, and I won't move it. And if it clears up like this, that's your witness. Something happened that morning. You can see that something materially happened. Now, bow your head, everybody. Hmm. Almighty and omnipotent God, you're the one who made heaven and earth. You made the body of man. And this demon is trying to take this young man's life. Oh, Jesus, you're here to help him. Help, Father, 
and may they know down in their people and amongst their neighborhoods that thou art Christ and I'll be thy servant. Therefore I come to meet this demon in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of him, thou demon of tuberculosis, I adjure thee by Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Leave the man. Before I raise my head, sir, open my eyes. My hand's turning white, isn't it? All right, now, there it is. Now, you audience can raise your hand. Now, sir, you know I never moved my hand at all. It stayed right that same way, has it? And it was red all over with white spots over it. Is that right? Coming and going. Now, it looks just like that one there, does it? Now, now something natural happens, doesn't it? The vibration stops. Now, if you believe with all your heart and you break yourself up and go down the street rejoicing, testifying of God healing it, you'll be a well man. God bless you, my brother. Let's say three. You just want to believe now. You should be healed right along as we go through. You should be healed too just when you get here. Just hold your peace. Now, everybody, how many of these are left to be prayed for? Let's see how many hands Now, let's see. Now, if you people have got to hurry for your church now, it's 5 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock. I get this night watch right. Is that about right? At 5 o'clock. Say, while I've got the opportunity, I want to thank Brother Faulkner, Brother Outlaw, Brother Garcia, Brother Fuller, this brother, I can't thank you your name, for Truman, Truman, and the various other men. This is minister, Ballard, Brother Ballard, and all the rest, Brother Garcia, and all, here's Brother Garcia sitting behind me, and all of these cooperating ministers everywhere. Brother Demon from Mesa. Brother Demon from Mesa. Where, where's this him? Right here with the, with the camera. That's fine. We want to thank him. All of these brothers and all you members and everything for cooperating with us here in the Phoenix meeting. Let's all give those ministers a hand, everybody. Come on, they're worthy of of a good hand of praise. That's right. I'm sure glad that you got ministers like that here in Phoenix. I hope you have great union revivals and fill these auditoriums and everything full of people and get people down at the altar. I talked to Brother Sherry. There's another man I don't want to leave out. Listen, I think Phoenix is blessed with a man like John Sherry. What do you all think about it? Amen. Is that right? Let's give him a hand to go. He's been a brother to me. That's right. A very... And now, yes, Brother Kidson, I couldn't forget his wife. That's right. She's a lovely little character that doesn't have nothing to say but just, well, she's a swell cook, and she's been to me like a sister and like a brother, and I'm very thankful for them and their little children. Well, in fact, this, I thank God for all of you. <laughs> very fine. And I'm certainly thankful to see this welcome in spirit here this afternoon. When it comes to a place where you have to believe, in or out, that's when the Lord will come down. Is that right? Yeah. And I'm just thankful, friends, this has been the greatest meeting yet we've had seen. This meeting now. Right. I just keep your heads bowed, and we're just going to try to pray for everyone. Now, you don't be late at your church. You, if you have to go to church, you get right on. Don't miss your church now. But if you can stay, not going to church, or you just stay on, you stay a little longer, just make yourself welcome. Remember, till we meet, God bless each one of you. Now, while you pray, keep on with your music, if you will, sister. God bless this woman. I pray that you'll heal her, Father, of this trouble in Jesus' name. God bless you, sister. Go get well now. God, have mercy on... Oh, wait, she's got more than a feeling. Oh, sister. I'll, I won't tell you what it is. Till I can get through praying for you. You believe. You believe. 
Almighty God, have mercy upon the woman and heal her body. Thou demon, come out of her. I adjure thee by Jesus Christ. You can keep that faith now, sister. It stops, you see. Do you know what's wrong with you? You're not scared now. You know you're going to get well to you. You have a fish of that? I just go on I'm here with cancer. And here the little boy has got pneumonia, on virgin pneumonia, sent his little handkerchief to be prayed over. Father, we're taught that they're taken from the body of Paul, handkerchiefs or aprons, and we know we're not the same Paul, but we realize it wasn't he anyhow that done the healing. It was your spirit that went before and stirred the faith of the people. Now I send this handkerchief this afternoon to that little boy for the healing of his body. In the name of Jesus Christ, may he and his mother be healthy and happy many, many years for your glory. Amen. Go rejoicing, our sister. God bless you. Oh God, have mercy upon our dear sister and heal her. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. But where is this? You go get well. God bless you, little guy. Got up, got up for him. All right. Where you go to Brother Garcia's church? Oh, you can't. All right. You believe in God, don't you? Heavenly Father, as this little lady stands here this afternoon suffering with this ulcer in her stomach, you're the only one who knows how to take it out. And she's come reverently, Father, and I pray that you'll help her. Thou demon of ulcer, I adjure thee to leave this girl in the name of Jesus Christ. Little lady, you have nothing to worry about now. Your ulcer get well. You'll be all good. God bless you. Heavenly Father, I pray for our sister that you will heal her body and will make her well. Satan, come out of the woman in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless her dear husband who's waiting at home. May when wife returns shouting and praising God for her healing, may he also rise and go to shouting God. You spoke the word in that same hour he began to mean. Go, mother. Doubt nothing. Go rejoice. Oh, God, to this little boy standing here, I pray that you'll heal his little body. Whatsoever is wrong, thou knowest. And I pray that you'll make him well, Father, in Jesus Christ's name. God bless you. God bless this woman. I pray, Father, that you'll heal her body. We see she's crippled up and being led up here by this girl. But thou alone can make her well. I pray for her. Pray that you'll hear my prayer. And may Satan get this rebuke, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lady, how much you believe? With all your heart? Yes, I believe all my heart. All right. In the name of Jesus Christ, may you go home and be well. God, have mercy upon our sister and heal her, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I ask for her healing. Amen. God bless you, Mother. Our Heavenly Father, I pray for this dear soul standing here with this cane in her hand, old and broken down in health, but thou art here to restore her health. I pray that you will grant it in Jesus Christ's name.
God bless you, Mother. God, heal this poor sister here, this heart trouble. Oh, God, this female disorder, thou knowest all things, the poor soul. She wants to be well. I ask for her healing in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you, sister. Go and I rejoice in you. Get well. God, I pray that you will heal our sister of this heart trouble. Grant it, dear Heavenly Father. I ask it in the name of thy Son, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. What happened to you? Amen. Oh, the bone died in the lake. Now look, this is how old. Seventeen, just a child. Where are you from, Phoenix? California. <laughs> now look, if you will believe this with all your heart, you're going to serve God. That's what you want to do. That. Are you a Christian? You are. And you will serve God the rest of your life. If God will let that calcium begin to come back into the bone and life come there again, make it a normal bone, you'll use that lake not to dance, but just to go and serve God. Is that right? You'll do it. You have your hand. Father, this young lady who's no doubt heard across the nation of the many things that you've done, and now she's had a wreck. And we're taught that all things work together for good to them that love God. And now the bone will not heal. It's dead in her limbs. Oh, God, just a child. Have mercy upon her. She promised me that she'd never dance. And she, and she promises you, Father, she'll never dance and use this way or nothing but for your glory. Now, Almighty God, you who are the whole resource of life, I ask you, in the name of your loving Son, Jesus Christ, to start life in that bone this afternoon, that she will be well. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Sister, as firmly as I believe that I'm standing here, the blessing of God has happened to you, and you will be a normal, well girl. What's your name? Rome, from what part of California? Wrigley, California? All right, would you write? Obedient in the body under nine major heads. Remember that. We're close at them now. Now, you people aren't know it. I can't do this. And I'm afraid now I'm going to hold some of the ministers up from their meetings. And we're going to start praying for the people just a little more. Look, it isn't my prayer that healed you. I've already prayed for you. It's your faith in God what healed you. Now, look, of course I do take the people here and cast out them spirits and things like that. You see it. And I've told you now, there's only one time that i ever seen it fail in my life. That was two or three Sundays ago when I stood here on the pulpit and asked God if he just wants me to work them miracles, not to let them happen. How many were sure that day to see it? All right. That was the only time I have ever seen in my life that things wasn't healed when a couple times it's got on the pulpit. And I just have to let him stop me. When he stops me, I stop. When he doesn't stop me, you know what I promised him? How many remember what I promised him? I was waiting for his witness. That's right. I've done that since. And there's been really more miracles performed since then than there was before then. So I want to keep the favor of God. And you want me to, don't you? Every one of you wants me to. And I, I want to live a little longer. When you pass out one of those powers, brother and sister, it takes more strength out of your body than praying for 500 people. Something goes out of you. You just have to watch it. You find a good streak of faith, like that poor little boy while I was in there, little legs walking like that. The little fellow looked up at me, and tears coming in his little eyes, and kind of smile like that. Why, the faith was just moving. I know something had to take place. You see what happened? Sure. Satan knew that he had to give away. That little child wasn't callous like him as the adult. 
Now you just have faith with a belief, and we're going to pass the people and get right through the line. I want to pray for each one of you. I want to pray, not just pass by and just not pray for you. I want to have a little prayer with you, but we're going to have to start a constant walk like that. Now, ministers, you all get up here, come up here if you will, and check some of these cases now when they come through. And if they don't seemingly get it, then send it back. Uh, we'll do the best we can. All right. Now, everybody, just be in prayer now. You all just get lined up, or the ushers will tell you there, and we'll start the line coming right through. Now, everybody bow your head while I ask prayer. So every one of you know that you're prayed for. Every one of you. Almighty God, I pray you know, Father, that many of these people are waiting to go to church tonight. And they might have a loved one to get saved. And I realize, God, the brazen serpent didn't pray for anyone. The water that was troubled didn't pray for anyone. The woman who touched the hem of Jesus wasn't prayed for. The ones that laid the shadow of Peter wasn't prayed for. The ones that had the handkerchief taken off of Paul's body and brought to theirs wasn't prayed for. But God, they got well because they believed and recognized your gift. Now, Father, I pray that these people, not only here locally in Phoenix, but thou hast so ordained it that it's known worldwide now. And may they come through, not because that you're poor or humble or literate servant standing here, but because it's your gift that you have honored. And Father, thou knowest that nothing I can do about it. I never called this message to go over the world like this. It was you, Father. I just obeyed and done what you said, and you brought it to pass. Now, dear God, may the people see it's just simple child faith to believe and take you at your word. And may every sick person in this building, as they file across this pulpit this afternoon, may every one of them go home. As soon as they get out of this building, may they just raise up their hands and go to praising you for their healing, going down the street, testifying like Mary did before she felt life or anything. She knew that she was going to have a baby, not know a man. Oh, the impossible, something that had never happened before, but she knew that it was right because the angel said so. And Father, I know this is right because the angel said so. And I know that you have declared it. If it wasn't so, you would have testified of it. If it had been a fanaticism, it would have fell shortly. But now thou hast swept it all over the world. Now, dear God, may these people see this afternoon and believe and come through this line, each one, and be healed and sit down in the next few days and write their testimony in saying, Thank God for healing me. May it be an alarm all over this city, everywhere, Lord, in all parts of the country. I pray for every one of them in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, heal our sister in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, heal our sister in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, heal our brother in the name of Jesus Christ. May he be able to come out of this wheelchair or stretcher and go home rejoicing in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You believe, sir? I do. You shall have that what you've asked for. It's impossible for you not to receive it. You believe. God bless you, my dear brother. God bless this little girl. I pray that you will heal her, Father. Oh, Jesus, bless the mother. I pray for her healing. God bless our brother. <laughs> she just didn't know she's Spanish. She said it's hard to hear, but I know it's coming through. God, what was that? Oh, Jesus, I pray that you'll heal my dear brother and make him well. May he go out of this building rejoicing, throwing his hands up in the air, shouting hard. Heal my dear brother, Father, I pray thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Heal this little boy, Father, of this bad eyesight in Jesus' name. Heal my brother of rheumatism in the name of Jesus Christ and asthma. 
Heal my brother in Jesus Christ's name, I pray thee, Father. God bless you, little boy. You're going to get well now after passing by here. Do you know that? You are. You're going to take the cast off the leg and you're going to be a normal well boy again. God Almighty, who could heal his body. meeting last February, he's broken his leg down past you. I didn't know the boy, but how did I recognize that face when he's come by? How did you recognize that face? Well, the Holy Spirit's here, the angel of God. Yeah, Look at his eyes now, how perfect. Praise. Let's say praise the Lord. Some of them says, does it last? If you believe, as long as you believe, it lasts. Is that right? There it is. Oh, my. All the Phoenix people, give a big praise for that boy. My, that's fine. Watch his little legs do. Perfect face while he received it. I wouldn't have had to say a word for him. Passing by, I would have done the, would have done the job just the same. Go to be a well woman. Well, man, I mean, all right, bow your head, everybody. Father, I pray for my sister in Jesus' name for her healing. Without even eyes. As a Van Daly. All right, let's bow our heads now while we pray for him. Kind of nervous, aren't you, young man? Dear Heavenly Father, they're from many miles away. You're willing to be flying over that lovely state that you gave I pray, Father, that you will heal this brother. When he returns back there, may he go rejoicing. May this nervousness just quieten down. He may go out on the street as I serve him, testifying, telling the people, I once was nervous, but look at me now. I'm well, because the Lord Jesus has healed me. Satan, leaving in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you, brother. Go rejoicing. That's right. You've got a fine faith, young man. You're going to receive a blessing from God. Oh, God, I pray for this man who is your totally dead, they say. I pray that you'll give him his hearing this very afternoon. Grant it, dear Father. In Jesus Christ's name, I ask it. Amen. Brother Hooper, I want you to check this man. Just let him stand for a minute. See me in his vibration. Let his hand on you. Check him just for a minute. And be Let him stand there just for a moment. Check him. Oh, God. Have mercy upon our sister and heal her, Father, of this nervous and spleen trouble. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. God bless you, sister. Now go rejoice and go be happy. Oh, Jesus, I pray for our sister now that you will heal her. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask this. Amen. I faith now. Little sister, I had a brother. I laid in the hospital up there dying. He said he would never be well. He'd never get rain out of a chair. He's an acrobat now. You believe God will heal you? You serve God, do you? Assume you have good faith. Catholic. Most always Catholics are here because they see the vision. Heavenly Father, this little lady standing here with this rheumatic fever. And she's been taught, Father, to believe and to trust. Now, I pray now that you will have mercy and heal her. Satan, thy power of hell that has bound this child to take her life, to cause her to go in this heart attack, come out of her in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you, little lady. It may seem awful strange to you. you have you ever had fluttering in your heart? <coughs> It hasn't probably got to that far. My brother had three vows in his heart. Now you're going to be well. Go rejoice. 
O God, have mercy upon our sister with this enlarged heart. Thou alone can heal her. I pray that you will grant it in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you, sister. Say, I want to make a statement just now. There's a little Catholic girl come out here with spray bars rheumatic fever. I don't know where she went, but she was healed, yes. I just felt it come back across the pulpit just a few minutes ago. Where'd she go to? There's a little Catholic girl with All right, sister. That's fine. That's the kind of faith I had. I felt it come back. It left you when you went out on the... Do you have a peculiar feeling, kind of an odd feeling when you come off of here? Kind of a strange feeling? That's what it was. It left her right there. I felt it come back across this way. Uh, you may think that's strange. You watch her and see if I'm not right. Let's say thanks to the Lord. I tell you, it takes the Catholic people to see the vision of it. You see, here's what is the Catholic. My people are Catholic. My mother, my father, rather. We're taught to believe what the priest says is right. And that's where this is in here. See, they've got to believe me. They believe God. How many believe God? Yeah. All of them, sure. Well, now, God's ability is not in question. This is whether the angel come and talk to me or not, see. And Catholics are taught to believe what their priest says is right. And when they see some of these saints perform these miracles, they get healed. all, even with all their heart. And they... They do. By the way, my aunt, uh, my great aunt, founded a convent in Montreal, in, in, uh, Ontario. Now, bow your heads, everyone. While we're, how far are we down now? How many more we got to pray for? Let's see the hands go up. Hey, I, I'm getting more all the time. <laughs> I'm getting more all the time. Well, brother, let's see what time. How many in here wants to go to church tonight and wants to be prayed for? Trying to get to church. Let's see you put up your hand. Going to church tonight. Oh, my brother, we will have to do something about this. That's some of your people's in there too, aren't they, brother? Some of you ministers? Yours too, Brother Garcia, I guess. All right, now have faith now. I'm going to pray and just ask God to bless him. We're going to have to Oh, yeah. I see. I see. All right. Whatever. All right, now everyone believe now. How we come to Brother Garcia, Brother here, I see you your name. I didn't know you was a minister. Ballard, Brother, all you, now get down along with your brother out and all just pray with all your heart for these people and encourage them to come through. Are you standing here and call their diseases, Brother? Can you pet Father, heal my brother in Jesus Christ's name, I God, heal this poor blind woman in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mercy, Look out here for you like that. See me look up. Believe night you're gonna get your sight you shall have. Are you with her sir? Your wife? Oh God. Bless the Father. This poor woman standing here Have mercy now. May her sight come to her for the next few moments, Father, may she be able to see these lights. And she'll have a witness at your feet. In Jesus' name. I keep your head bowed. You're the dead God bless my sister and heal her. In the name of Jesus Christ. Just a moment. I'm going to try for this one here. I feel them two spirits battling together over there. This girl's dead and done. Born dead and done. 
if you don't know what hearing your speech is. Now bow your head, everybody, be real reverent. Thank you. See if I can get it under Dear Father, this little girl, born deaf and dumb, we realize she don't know nothing of speech or hearing, but you're the only one who can grant it to her. Now help me, dear God. Help me to have power over this deaf and dumb spirit. Grant it, dear God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thou deaf and dumb spirit, come out of the girl in the name of Jesus Christ. Shake back to the place and return of that spirit, then the person can go. I'm sure you hear me say that. See? That's what takes place. Now, I did that so you wouldn't be questioning me about it coming through the line, but that is true. Now, I know that you have noticed a lot of times when I ask the rebuke, and I stand still just for a few minutes and repeat these three words that the angel of the Lord told me to repeat. And if I feel it come back, then I know it's done. That's what happened to this girl with this, and that's the reason I never said nothing back because I knew she, she was healed. The power had gone from her. Now, of course, you don't know. What speech is, she don't know what hearing is, she just have to begin like that. I'll tell you about five, seven coming from the institution in Oregon and five of them passed through the California medical test. How many remembers that? I've got their pictures right there, right there in my, in my grip to show it, huh? Mark that on the side, he'll pass through the Oregon test and down through California. So the doctor went home, born deaf and dumb. <laughs> oh my, he's wonderful, isn't he? <laughs> Let's give God a praise. Thank you, brother. All right, bow your head, everybody, now, while we pray. Father, heal our sister in the name of Jesus Christ. God, I pray that you heal our sister in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God, heal our sister in Jesus Christ. Dear God, heal our sister in Jesus' name. God, 
God merciful and heal his body in the name of Jesus Christ. Give vent to that feeling you have now, sir. An odd feeling, isn't it? The angel of God is standing here, brother. You realize that you're even short. You're even been, had a fever, burning. Don't worry. Go believe You believe you're going to be well man now? You shall have it. Where'd you live? Glendale. You know it? No, I don't Glendale. Glendale? Yeah. I don't doubt, sir. You the driver? Thank you, sir. God bless you for waiting. Father, I pray in Jesus Christ's name that you heal me. No doubt, sir. God, heal this woman, I pray, Father, in Jesus' name. And heal this man, Father, in Jesus Christ's name, I ask you, Father. Heal our brother, Father, in Jesus' name. You're done. Say, friends, talk about some faith. This little boy was standing here with pink granulated eyelids. They disappeared from him. I can raise him right up here before the people. There it is. Look at his eyes. Perfectly clear. Granulated eyelids standing on the platform. Friends, that's true. Do you know that God standing there somewhere? The very angel of God. Go show that sick man in there, honey. Go show him your eyes. That was pink a while ago, and now they're clear. Sir, here comes a little boy down to testify to you. Brother Hooper. That little boy with pink, granulated eyelids is just now healed instantly. Now, I don't know how much you believe this, but God who I stand before may take my life. Standing right here, if this is When I looked at the little fellow just then, the pink place went right up above his little head and vanished away from him. That is true. Let's say praise the Lord, everybody. God, heal my dear sister. May she go rejoicing now and be healed. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, amen. God bless you, sister. You shall have that. A little girl with water. All right. Do you believe, sister, if I ask God, God will do it? Dear Heavenly Father, I'll lay hands upon this darling little girl and pray that you'll heal her, God. May she start from this very hour to mending. The head go down and be normal, and the child gain weight and be a normal child. I ask this blessing in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't doubt. Is that your baby? Your sister. You believe she will get well? I'd like to hear from her sister. Oh, God, I pray that you'll rebuke the granulated eyelids from this baby. Come out of him, thou demon. In the name of Jesus Christ. And that one left. Look at here. Thank you. Not a pinch at all about his eyes. Look here, honey. If there's a doctor in the building, you can examine him freely. Run down to him, Lord. If you are a doctor, just come look at his little eyes. It's granulated. A few moments go to stand here at peace. Let's say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Were they, were they brothers? Yes. They were brothers, the two little boys. <laughs> Is that right? Amen. Where do you live at, sister? Is that right? Well, they sure have been raised around faith or something. Well, that's fine. That's, you bring up a child in the way that you go. Is that right? Her, their mother was healed of asthma in February. Is that here in Phoenix? Right here in Phoenix. Healed of asthma. There you are, see, friends? Partings leave behind us. Footprints on time. Is that right? Footprints that perhaps another sailing over life solemn main for four long and shipwrecked brothers. See, they take heart again. Heavenly Father, I pray thee to heal this sister as she comes through with her gallant heart looking up to thee for her healing. 
pray that you'll grant it in Jesus Christ's name. Bless this handkerchief, Father, to the people for the healing of their body. In the name of Jesus Christ, I am. Say, by the way, before I forget it, how many in here wanted a handkerchief pray or Let's see, how many hands in here wanted one? I'll explain it to you, see. Well, you just write me now. Don't have a handkerchief in here because I don't get to pray for it. But mail it to Branham Healing Campaign. Post Office, Box 325, Jeffersonville, and you'll be sent across with instructions on how to use it. Every morning at 9 o'clock, put your hand over your heart, put it on prayerfully, the cloth first, pin it over your heart, on the inside of your garment, put your hand over your heart and pray at 9 o'clock, 12 o'clock, and at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Confess all your faults one to another, call in the neighbors and pray and have prayer meetings, you'll get well. See, the instructions will be sent. Just send it my name, Jeffersonville, Indiana, and you'll get it. All right, bow your head. Father, I pray that you'll heal this dear great head mother. May the power of God that raised Christ from the grave bring her from this wheelchair and make her a well woman as I pronounce this blessing for her in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God, God bless you, sister. God bless you, brother. Wait, I'll, just a second, this poor lady. Brother Branham, I want to keep this woman up to strength. God bless you, lady. I know there's a in there. Yes, Now look. God bless your dear heart. You're just young. And you know you're, you're laying down the light of the How I wish that there was something that I could just reach down and do for, you know, to... Just like pull it out here and say, here it is, this, and throw it away from me. Wish I could do that. But there's only one thing that I know that will let you live. And you, you're very, very... <laughs> That's why that faith is going to me. Now I'm going to begin to get the right place. Last winter, when I was, she was in Boonville, Arkansas. That's Senator. She was at Boonville, Arkansas, when I was at, where was it? At Carning, Arkansas. Are you people from Arkansas? This woman was, and she prayed that sometimes God would let us meet. And, and somebody went out and got her here. Where you at here now? In Superior, Arizona. And God has permitted I believe it. This is the hour. Amen. Don't you? A little poor little woman laying here dying. Now, friends, even if some of you is waiting a long time, let me have just a moment for this woman, please. Yes, Lord. Little lady. God bless you. How many children do you have? Two little children. What is your husband here with you? God bless you. I, you believe you're going to get well if I'll ask God. All this and I need waiting. And dear sister, have you got one of my little books here, Jesus Christ? Thing? Did you I'll ever read one of them, If you will, give it to me. I'll have and I want you to read little Georgie Carter's testimony. It only weighs 40 pounds, a woman with two birthdays. And now she's my piano player. You know how many? She's not going to 45, 50 pounds. I have faith. I'm going to ask God with all my heart. Yes. Dear God, I don't know why when I look down upon that poor steam there, the next you see that little thin, delicate woman rolling around. They're on that place. She's nearly dead now, and her lungs are about gone. The doctors have done all they can do. She's been in the sanatorium. And there's something about her father that just attracts my attention. Yeah, her pathetic Lord, look, because she's sincere. Ooh. She knows she's going to die right away if something isn't done. Yes, Lord. Thank oh, you. God. Oh, my. 
actually, oh, before you, I bow to ask you with all my heart, angel of God, you who came into the room that night and told me these things, I've tried to live true to it. Oh, won't you please have mercy on this poor little woman. Show your great power, dear God, not so much as the people have to see it to believe you, but for your glory and the sake of the children in this poor woman's life. Oh, help her, dear God. Hear the prayer of your servant when I call with all my heart, with all my soul, that you'll let her get well. Thank you, Lord. Father, may not hear from her now that she's beginning to gain weight and she's getting well. Oh, grant this, Father. She'll serve you all the days of her life. We'll testify of it whenever it's permitted. Do anything that we can to show our appreciation if you'll just spare this poor woman's life. I ask it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Jesus, thank you, Father. Little woman. Something not John. And I do that for you. You look forward to the end when you're being called. Now you do this. I believe it with all my heart. And you both serve me. God bless you. That's it. good, dear brother. May the Lord ever bless you for your gallery. Did you ever have your attention just called to something? That poor little woman. All right, now here God have mercy. This woman here with bad eyes, faith cometh by hearing. And she's come now and even took off her glasses, or she believes that something's going to happen. Granted, Father, may she not be disappointed, but be healed in Jesus Christ's name. I'll bet you God have mercy upon my sister and heal her in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless my little brother here suffering with kidney trouble. May he get well, Father, and it's not bothering him anymore. In Jesus' name, I pray. Now you believe you go get well, honey boy? Huh? God have mercy on our brother with this arthritis. May he go right out of this building, stomping and jumping and leaping and praising God. I rebuke the arthritis in the name of Jesus Christ. Go believe you. Go right on out rejoicing. Oh, God, have mercy upon our sister and heal her of this cancer. In Jesus Christ's name I ask. Believe now with all your heart. Be sure to testify and tell the people about God's glory. God, I pray that you'll heal this dear old broken down mother that's passing through the line now. I'll lay hands on her in the name of Jesus. God, have mercy upon our brother and heal him, Father, in Jesus' name. God, have mercy upon our sister, Father, and heal her in Jesus' name. God, heal this poor heart. Oh, for I take away all the misery, I pray in Jesus God, heal my brother, I pray thee in Jesus Christ's name. Is that a fact? What is your...